Welcome to Sequel Harder, the podcast where we take a look at movie franchises that went from good to bad and figure out what went wrong. My name is Dave, and I am once again joined by my co-host, Eric. Hello. How's it going? Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to dig in some uh, Karate Kid. Karate Kid, yeah. This week we're talking about the Karate Kid series. Um, It also occurred to me that we're a series that talks about sequels, and yet we are doing what could be termed sequels to our first episode so yeah <laughs> that's, that's true yeah <laughs> maybe one day we'll do an episode on our show <laughs> yeah, yeah um if it ever goes bad which it won't yeah well or if it ever, if it ever was good <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, the, the first one has to be good yeah. yeah yeah so today's episode is about the karate kid series i saw karate kid well when karate kid came out i was like 12 years old and i was taking karate yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to you about this because a, I love the Karate Kid. Yeah, and then I know that you have a martial arts background, so I was like, I was like, he's gonna have some stuff <laughs> to say about this. Like, yeah, it was huge. Like, I, it was it right in my wheelhouse. I was the perfect age. You know, we went in a group from the karate school, and we went to the movies and watched it, talked about it. You know, every, I'm, it was a, it was a sensation. Everybody loved that movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think even then I knew that the crane thing was a little BS. Oh, of course. But yeah. uh, uh, otherwise, I mean, the thing is, why? Why, why would? Say, yeah, it's like it's, uh, it's not practical. It's, it's not as, yeah. as a move. It's yeah. yeah. It's it's not. It's not. Well, it's, it may be practical, but it's not indefensible. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, loved the first one. When the second one came out, I don't remember if I saw it in the theater or not. I know I saw it many times on cable afterward. Liked it a lot. Didn't think it was probably not as good as the first one, but but uh, you know definitely liked it. Never saw three and four hmm. until this week. Um, and then the reboot with Jackie Chan, I saw parts of while I was waiting in a doctor's waiting room about God. six or seven years ago. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's the only best way to see it, right? Um, and so I I don't. I remember I had watched it, but then I think in my brain I had mixed it up with parts of other Hong Kong movies, uh, Kung Fu uh, movies that yeah. I'd seen since then. So watching it straight up again was was good. Um, to, but to, yeah, to I make sense of it. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I hadn't seen any of them in in years, so it was it was a good refresher mm-hmm. to watch them this week. How about you? I I've seen them all. Well, okay, the original three I saw them all uh, on mostly on VHS. A friend of mine had the the three vhs mm-hmm. like series like box set or whatever and, and when we were kids we would watch it which just basically turned into us just trying to go out into the backyard and crane kick the crap out of each other which <laughs> <laughs> that's all we would do is just stand yeah. there and yeah, yeah. yeah yeah we would just that's it, all we would do is we would go in the backyard and we would just try to lure like it was going to fight one another and and have our own little mini tournaments, but really it was just to lure another one closer to you <laughs> so that you could just crane kick them. Right. That's all it was. Was just a series of trying to crane kick one another because <laughs> that was like the only thing that we actually like could. It's the only move that was slow enough that you could watch and digest and be like, oh, that's what they're doing. Yeah. 
Um, then I think I saw the the next Karate Kid on cable sometime, and and then finally the the reboot one. I just had no. It irked me that it was the Karate Kid in China. It were like with kung fu when they talk about kung fu in the movie. Yeah, I'm like this is just this is just a money grab. It's like. It I, I I couldn't bring my, at the time I couldn't uh, bring myself to watch. Okay. It, oh sure sure sure. Yeah. All right. And so I just I didn't. And then I finally watched it now, and it's it was okay. It was better than I thought it would be, mm-hmm. but it was it was like still there was a lot of what I expected out of it, and sure. I was kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't watch it at the time. <laughs> like, Interesting. Um. Yeah. So let's get into uh the first one, the Karate Kid. Uh, 1984 it came out it was directed by john g avildsen who directed the first three and i did not know that yes actually. and yeah. also rocky five and we'll, we'll probably keep mentioning the rocky movies because these are definitely done in the rocky mold yeah they are um and there's a lot of this i don't know if you saw the the other parallels with the music and stuff like that well because it's bill conti so it's like but I mean, like the the song, the rock songs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially the, that was the funniest thing for me is uh, in the second one, like the when they're running, like him and her are running on that like beach section, uh, and it just goes into this like eighties yeah. rock. And I'm like, oh, everything else has been like this like traditional Japanese oh, yeah. music. And all of a sudden, <laughs> this scene is the one where they're like, oh, we gotta have the rock. Like, yeah, yeah. We gotta have the. Uh, your, was it your my inspiration? Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Something. It was just yeah. All right, so um, Karate Kid budget eight million, grossed ninety million. God, that's insane! Right? Yeah. Uh, IMDb synopsis is: a martial arts master agrees to teach karate to a bullied teenager. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. So uh, we start with uh, Daniel and his mom. Although we don't know, we don't know who they are. We just start with a like a. Yeah, it's cr- so, a crane it's shot. so long to yeah, get yeah. into like the characters' right. stories. You just see a car leaving, and car, like, car leaves someplace on the east coast. Yeah, people saying goodbye. It drives away. Uh, we don't see that they. At one point, the car stalls, so he's got to get out and push so they can pop start it. Yeah, but we don't. It's a really long shot. Yeah, um, we really don't see them until they pull up at the apartment in Reseda. Mm-hmm. Um, so the story is Daniel and his mother moved to Reseda because she's got a job at this computer company, which eventually folds and she ends up working at a restaurant. Yeah. But that's not really explained in the story. It's not, well. no, uh, there yeah. was a, apparently there was a deleted scene that explains it more. It, was there anything that mentioned? Cause it's like, obviously I think the, the, the dad died. So that's why you find that out like in the yeah. second movie. Yeah. 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 I, but they don't explain anything. They don't explain anything. The she's just like, yeah. I got a new job. Like, yeah. Uh, and he does certainly doesn't want to go. As no kid would want to leave his friends, you know, yeah. at that age. Certainly. Well, I'm just saying, it'd be, it's it. Th- there should have been some explanation to that because it's like she. Got, it's not like she came out to California for this like fantastic job. It was like no, you get the sense that it's a desperation move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like yeah, there's no explanation of like what made her move out. It, like yeah. they had that scene where he's like, you didn't even ask me if we were gonna move. Yeah. Like you just told me we were moving. And- Go back home. 
What? I cannot help you unless you tell me what's wrong. I gotta take karate, that's it. You took karate? No, not, not, not at the Y, at a good school. Fighting doesn't solve anything. Oh, well, neither does palm trees, Ma. That's not fair. Yeah, well, like it was fair coming out here without asking me how I felt about it, right? That was really fair. You're right. I should have asked. Yeah, well, I just want to go home. That's it. I don't understand the rules here. Yeah, I want to go home. Let's clean you up and let's see if we can figure out the rules together, okay? What about your bike? It's safer taking a bus. Why can't we just go home? Why can't we just go home and forget this? And it's weird because she says something in the beginning about computer or something and like you forget about it at the restaurant and at the she's restaurant like, yeah, yeah. she's like oh i'm gonna be in training to be a manager or yeah. something and then you're like what she moved out to california to work at a restaurant yeah that's exactly that, that, that's what i'm saying is yeah. like, the, like so, that's yeah, like yeah she could get that job in new jersey it doesn't make any sense like right so there's a deleted scene that was her uh telling daniel that the company the computer company folded and then she was like walking out to her car and there was this restaurant across the street mm-hmm. and this waitress was running out like quitting in a fiery you know whatever fight with her boss and she's standing there and the boss is like well i need a new waitress i can see why they deleted it yeah, but, it's like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah it is sort of like a weird it's play. weird yeah so um danny meet uh daniel meets um this guy freddie uh, at their new apartment complex, yeah. and I completely forgot that his character even existed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was like, but that's the funny thing about it. When his character came on, I was like, this is like the only kid, like only male in any of the series who's actually nice to him. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the only person who's like, hey, nice to meet you. Like everybody else is just like, I hate that guy. I know. <laughs> like, well, he's kind of hard to like. He is. He's, he's a little emotional. <laughs> he's a little emotional. A little fiery. Yeah. Uh, so Freddie invites. Daniel to a beach party. They uh, he goes out to the beach party. He meets Allie, played by Elizabeth Shue. Mm-hmm. Um, Allie's ex boyfriend Johnny shows up with his motorcycle gang. They start harassing her. Daniel sticks up for her and gets the shit beat out of him by Johnny. Unless you subscribe to the Daniel is the bully theory. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to mention that, which is like I, I, I like I I wanted to kind. Of, I, I had saw that YouTube series yeah. about looking at it as as like Daniel being the like bully in the series, and then when I watched it again, and I was like, well, yeah, it's like I don't know. It's, it, that it's, that I watched that video again today. Yeah. It's cherry picking. It is. It really is. Yeah. It, there's he, he like. I really prescribed to, when I watched that video. I hadn't seen. Um, the credit kid since then. So I was like, well, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. he is kind of an ass and he is yeah. kind of the bully. And then I watched it again a couple of days ago and I was like, no, like this, this kid <laughs> like broke, like is stealing her radio and broke it. Like right. he's obviously a jerk. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't help that Daniel. I also forgot that, um, it was her ex boyfriend. Right. For some reason I, th- I thought it was like her boyfriend. Oh, and that he was uh, like, and then I was like, well, I was like, I could, I could get that perspective where like you're having an argument with your girlfriend and some guy comes up and is like, Hey, leave her alone. You're like, who the hell are you? Like, get out of here. (laughs) I forgot that it was her ex-boyfriend. Right. And it doesn't help that Daniel is a bit of a hothead. Yeah. And and he definitely does kind of swing at him first. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so that happens. Um, he goes home. He's trying to practice karate at home. Miyagi sees that while he comes to fix the uh, the faucet yeah. and uh, observes all this. Um, and then Daniel tries to go to the Cobra Kai school to learn karate. He sees that Johnny and his friends are there, so he goes away because he certainly was not going to join that yeah. school. Uh, and he keeps getting beat up by these guys at school. So finally, 
Oh, I guess it's. But he's also it's the same time. He's also provoking. He is provoking because he does dump water on right. That, that yeah. scene is especially bad. So at, there's a school dance, and Daniel finds Johnny in the in the he's bathroom, in, like bathroom rolling a joint. Yeah, he's rolling a joint, and 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 uh, Daniel puts a hose over him and turns it on and runs away, and they chase him down and beat him up, and yeah. then Miyagi has to save him, and that's where we see that Miyagi is this. Well, his stunt double is a really good kung fu master. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's <laughs> that was funny because I didn't notice. Because, you know, watching it again, I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah, into yeah, the story. Yeah. And then I read some stuff about how it was a stunt double. And then I watched the scene again. I was like, oh, my God, it's so clearly a stunt yeah, double. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing is like is uh, Pat Morita is like his background before this is he like he's most famous for being the second Arnold on Happy Days. Mm-hmm. So it's like and his English is like phenomenally better than it is in oh, this sure. movie. Oh, yeah. He had, he so, had to yeah. fake a thick Oh, yeah. Japanese so it's like, so, so in my mind, I was like, when I thought about it, I was like, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess it, like, it's like horrible to think like, oh, he must know karate. It's like, <laughs> no, he, he probably doesn't. And so, well, so they let's, to, like, let's talk about uh, Pat Morita in this. So to me, he's the soul of the entire franchise. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. And clearly without, without him. Yeah. There's no sequels. No, not at all. Yeah. No. I mean, they they had looked at using uh, Toshiro Mifune. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that's that's why I heard, right? that's what who they I heard they wanted. Yeah. Because when like Pat Morita, when they mentioned his name, like the executives were like, but he's he's a comedian. He's a comedian. Right? Like, they he's didn't not want a comedian. Yeah. yeah. So they wanted somebody serious, and Toshiro Mifune, he's a dead serious. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Japanese samurai guy. All the Kurosawa films. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, we need someone a little more humor, just a little more humor yeah. than that. And then they were going to go with Mako. Uh, the guy from Conan the Destroyer. Yeah, okay. But I think he was busy filming Conan the Destroyer yeah, <laughs> or yeah, something. Yeah. So they and then when Pamarita came in to audition, they were like they fell in love with him. Yeah, and he, absolutely perfect. He does the serious. He does the lighthearted. Yeah, he does that sort of stoic emotion. You get you can feel the emotion in his minimal acting. Yeah, you know, it's just he's just absolutely perfect. And uh, they, I think he had been going as Pat Morita in his career, yeah. and they credited him as Noriyuki. Pat Morita in this yeah, just yeah. to bring out his Japanese yeah, exactly. a little more. Yeah. Like, oh no, he's he's Japanese. Yep, like, yep. That's uh, the the funny thing about this is like I the I appreciate this movie because in the eighties, like most most Asian characters were like very like the brunt of the joke. Like, mm, yeah. like when you look at uh like Long Duck Dong, Long Duck Dong. or you look at um uh, uh, Better Off Dead. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. Like, yeah. it's, yeah. And they're always, like, making fun of, like, just how Asian they are. It's yeah. so weird. And, like, but, like, you know, Mr. Miyagi is, like, this, like, super cool, like, yeah. level-headed. Like, he, he, like, like, he puts Daniel in check and gets his emotions, like, mm-hmm. under control. And, and he's, like, wise and everyone respects him and stuff. So I was like, yeah, I was like, this, this is like, prob- this is probably like a great thing for like Asian Americans to be like, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I as I talked about, like, I love this movie. I think mm-hmm. that this first movie, especially, probably in the top 10% of 80s of the movies sure. or movies of the 80s. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd put it probably somewhere if I had to pick, if you say there's like a, okay, there's like a thousand movies that got made in the 1980s. I'd put it probably somewhere in the 60s or 70s. Like top, like number, sure. you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's that good. It's, it is, it's, it is sort of a, it, it almost has a perfect form to it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a hero's journey sort of, and it's got the, the wise master trainer, you know, it's got sort of friends, you know, Allie is a friend, 
yeah, love yeah. interests and that goes on and off and stuff like that. But it, it's got the right beats of him learning things and unlearning behaviors yeah. and I, I think the thing I love about the whole series too is also that he's – no matter how much Miyagi trains him, he's not so great that he can beat anybody. Right. He's always he's just always good enough to win up. the tournament. Like, yeah, it's always at the end. <laughs> yeah, but it's like he, yeah. but he's always getting beat up. Yeah. it's like you'd think that by the second or third movie, you're like, no, this guy's like a karate master, yeah. and he could like. At the same time, you know, he trains with Miyagi for what weeks, maybe months. Yeah, yeah, against people who have been training for years. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which and. This will probably be the first of many Star Wars comparisons, but you yeah, know, yeah, the, the, the how the training sequences are like training sequence, you know, in Empire is way too short. Yeah. Um, also, you know, Yoda, Miyagi, very similar characters in some ways. Um, Miyagi, especially, especially the whole speech pattern thing, right? right. Like, yeah. Miyagi's uh, and like cryptic sayings, cryptic sayings, yeah. but his. He's a he's a phenomenal martial artist, but also a pacifist. Yes, right. It's yeah. always for defense, never for attack. Always yeah. for knowledge and wisdom. You know, it's a very Jedi like thing to yeah. to, to do. Uh, which, of course, martial arts had that long before Star Wars did. Right? Yeah, and it's so funny because it's like Miyagi, like he, like throughout any of the movies, including the fourth one, he never he never makes a mistake. He's never he never has a flaw to him. Like. He, there's I mean, there's emotional scenes. Sure. He breaks down and gets upset about things, but yeah. it, but he never he never makes the wrong action. He never, he never miscalculates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's true. And the other thing that I didn't realize in all the four movies, whenever Miyagi's getting in fights, yeah. nobody ever hits him. Nobody yeah, lands that's, a that's, blow. What, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. yeah, he like he's just yeah he never gets hurt yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one apparently in the second movie, and I did notice this in the second movie when the the goons are trashing the house that they're staying at yeah one guy has a stick and he hits miyagi on the back with it that's the I, oh i did know yeah i noticed yeah. that yeah yeah uh but he but he's unfazed by it, it like it doesn't oh, yeah, yeah. it doesn't no, even hurt he, him he, he took that just because he was dealing with something else at the time exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. um so eventually so miyagi saves jo- uh, daniel from johnny and his buddies by beating up a bunch of teenagers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh he he does his asian asian magic to heal him um, and then he doesn't agree to teach him. Daniel wants him to teach him karate, yeah. but he finally agrees to go to the school and talk to them about yeah. what's going on. I hear you jumped some of my students last night. Afraid the facts mixed up. You calling Mr. Lawrence a liar? No call no one nothing. What are you here for, old man? Come ask leave boy alone. What's the matter? The boy can't take care of his own problems? One to one problem, yes. Five to one problem. Too much ask anyone. Is that what's bothering you? The odds. Well, we can fix that. You like matching, Mr. Lawrence? Yes, Sensei! Uh, no more fighting. This is a karate dojo, not a knitting class. You don't come in my dojo and drop a challenge and leave, old man. Now, you get your boy on the matter, you and I will have a major problem. Too much advantage. Your dojo. Name a place. Tournament. You've got real nerve, old man. Real nerve. But I think we can accommodate you. Can't we, Mr. Lawrence? Yes, Sensei. Fall in. Ask one more small request. Make it fast. Ask leave boy alone to train. (laughs) You're a pushy little bastard, ain't you? But I like that. I like that. 
All right. No one touches the prima donna until the tournament. Is that understood? Yes, Sensei! But you don't show. And it's open season. And him. Miyagi then sees what an asshole everybody at the Cobra Kai school is and decrees yeah. that, okay, we'll fight at the tournament and leave him alone until then. I guess you could say from, from Miyagi's perspective, he sees this hothead kid and it was like, well, these other kids, they're, they're going to karate school. So they, they've got to be like more level headed and right. like their master probably has to be very Zen and like, and then he shows up and he's like, oh no, these guys are assholes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's true. You're, you're right. I, I hadn't thought about that way. He probably just thought Daniel was just another asshole at that point. Yeah. <laughs> was just picking fights with these kids and they were defending themselves. Yeah. So, so then, uh, without getting too much detail, we go into some, you know, combination of training sequences. And this yeah. is really where everyone remembers this movie, oh no! It's, right? that, yeah, it's. I mean, that's that's what I love about this movie is that mm-hmm. he's training him without him uh, like understanding that he's training him. Yeah. What do you think about that strategy? Because he does it, it repeatedly. Yeah, he movies. does. It's. Uh, I mean, I think f- for somebody like like Daniel, it works. But you think? So he does it with what Daniel. Do you, you think he, he would just like, walk thing, away? You know, he does. Like, he, he says, he, "You know, wax on, wax off." He walks yeah. away. Paint the house. Walks away. Paint yeah. the fence. Walks away. He doesn't. It's not until he Daniel like gets totally sick of it. Yeah. It's like this is this is BS. I'm going home. Yeah. It's like no, no, no. Show me paint the fence. Show me wax on, wax off, yeah. and shows him what he's been doing. Yeah. I feel like if he just said, "Hey, wax on, wax off," this is how you're going to learn these motions to block. Yeah. Is that? I don't know. Maybe he would have gotten more patience out of Daniel, or maybe maybe he just had to break Daniel first. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a good question. I, yeah, I can't really think of like w- what benefit there was to withholding. Yeah. like that he's I learning mean, while uh, doing this. Other than makes it for a more interesting story. Yeah, exactly. So I, when I was working in the corporate world, I was a manager, and we had a, an offsite. You know, learn how to be a better manager, type of deal. Yeah. And there was they referenced this sequence in that offsite, in that. When you're training people or when, or when you're leading and managing people, there are times when you just have to – when they're beginners, yeah. you say, just do this. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you why. Yeah, yeah. And then when they're more advanced or intermediate, you can say, okay, do this and here's why. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess you And then you when say, they're advanced, you say, do what you think is best yeah. <laughs> or something like I, that. I guess you could say that the, the benefit of not telling him that he's learning that the, the martial arts through doing that is that – then he wouldn't make a connection between everyday actions and like you know like oh if he everyday was thinking about martial arts the if whole he's time, thinking about martial arts the whole time he's yeah. not he's not connecting it to like these are just these are movements and right. these are movements that we do every day and this is how it like yeah. and then we use these movements to defend ourselves instead yeah. it's like no I'm learning martial arts right now and I, sure. I like I'm not connecting this to actually painting or like that's a good point yeah. I like that uh, during all this uh, Daniel is having a uh, trying to have a relationship with Allie. And she's comes from the rich side of town. And so her parents are more uh, apt to accept Johnny than Daniel. And there's a scene at the country club where Johnny tries to kiss her because he sees Danny, Daniel looking on and whatever. It's a big mess and people, rich people are assholes. (laughs) That's the whole point of that story. But somehow she forgives Daniel for whatever he did. Because yeah. he thought she kissed Johnny and she didn't. Anyway, I've always wondered what, what rich people think about these movies. Just rich <laughs> oh, people all those rich like, people are assholes, the, all the right? Time. The slobs versus snobs movies. Exactly. Yeah, you're sort of like, and, well, like, oh, here we are again, rich people just being assholes. It's like, 
it's right. Yeah. Do, do rich people watch like Caddyshack and this yeah, and, yeah. and things like that and think, oh yeah, that's good. I, I got you. Good, good one. Yeah. Or, or do they just not watch these movies? Yeah. Cause yeah. they're like, well, they're making fun of us. Yeah. Like, uh, so then we have a tournament. Yep. And, uh, here's, here's the fun part. And, and this happens in uh, several of these movies. Uh, Miyagi and Cobra Kai, Cobra Commander, uh, <laughs> agree that the, they'll settle their, the boys will settle the differences at the tournament. Yeah. It's a tournament. I know. Who I know. knows who's going to get to the top, you know? <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that mixed in with like, Every single one of these movies at the end, there's always some fight that Daniel wins or whoever, or, or, you know, uh, Julie or, yeah. or, you know, the other kid. And, and then it's just sort of like, oh, well, you bested us. So we're going to leave you alone now. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's a perfect world ending. It is sort of like, a perfect world ending. Especially like in the later movies, like how irrational some of these villains are. Like just completely psychotic. Yeah. And, but, and, and even actually, even in the first one, the, the Cobra Commander, oh, sure. it's like, you know, he's, crazy yeah but then at the end he's just sort of like oh, i guess i'll leave him alone like not really he doesn't give up it's it's johnny that gives up the johnny has this weird yeah but turn but, of but heart at the end it, it, you know? the, the the like opening to the second one with that whole fight scene where he yeah. fights it's like he just like decides to like well you find out later in the third movie he decides to just leave and give it up and pack it in right it's like so you went from like being psychotic to like all of a sudden like uh, he embarrassed me well, in front of a bunch of kids. Like I gotta, shut, I gotta shut down my entire like. <laughs> <laughs> well, he lost all his students. You could get other students. It's L.A. It's like yeah, yeah. Well, apparently the All Valley Tournament means everything to everybody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we'll get into the third one later because yeah. that was a shit show. But um, so yeah, Johnny uh, works his way up and you know barely winning. And so this is a tournament, and I. Okay, I haven't been to any karate tournaments. Okay, I took karate as a kid, but I only got to green belt. And then, as an adult, I I, I joined a taekwondo school yeah. and got my black belt there. Yeah. I don't know if taekwondo tournaments are different than karate tournaments or yeah. what, but all of our tournaments, and this was in the early two thousands, everyone black belt or not wears pads, yeah. head pads, yeah, yeah. pads all over your body. And we would go for like each, well, the, each round was like, a, Who knew Oh, I know. Yeah, right. Like, each round was like a minute, minute and a half. And whoever had, and it didn't stop when you scored a point. Yeah. They just kind of kept the rest would keep tally of points. Uh, so this is a different one. This, in this tournament, nobody's wearing any pads. Each solid point, each solid score, you know, a solid hit is a point and they stop fighting and they start, they come back to the middle and start yeah. again. This is a recipe for broken teeth and oh, yeah, broken yeah. bones and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of They're, they're fighting uh, blood sport over it's, here. Yeah, it's a kumite going on. <laughs> yeah. So, Daniel works his way up. At, at first, you know, neither he nor Miyagi know any of the rules of the tournament. Yeah. So, he kind of runs out of the ring a few times because he's afraid to fight because this is the first time he's really fighting yeah, in yeah. anything. Uh, but eventually gets up to the semifinals and... Cobra commander tells his guy to, to uh, take out Daniel's knee because yeah. he doesn't want him possibly winning against Johnny in the final. But Sensei, I can beat this guy. I don't want him beat. But I'll be disqualified. Out of commission. So he does that. They're about to give up. Miyagi does the uh, magic on his knee. He comes yeah. back. Uh, now, 
I love I love the the little subtle thing they put in where the kid the first time the kid who who takes out his knee he runs up to to Daniel and he apologizes yeah, to him yeah, immediately yeah, yeah. right He's like, I'm sorry I'm sorry I did that like yeah. you know, like I basically like I was told to do that like right. you know, like I didn't mean it's to. sort of like at this point all of the Cobra Kai guys are turning against the exactly and, and that's what i'm saying yeah. is, so it's not it's not an unbelievable flip at the end when the kids are like this guy's an asshole like sort of it's i, I wish i would have seen it. it it was maybe that sort of leading up to it was a little too little too late yeah you know i would have liked to see a little bit more but it's yeah fine. yeah it's 80s well i'm just glad they yeah. included something yeah like yeah, yeah. one of the kids right. just being like right okay like we're obviously being an asshole. Too. <laughs> We're not yeah. all that bad. Right. Uh, so Daniel, his knee is barely good enough to stand on. He comes out to fight Johnny. Johnny sweeps the leg. And what I thought was weird was that to, to the matches are to two points yeah. or three points or something like that. It looked to me that Johnny got enough points to win before <laughs> the final <laughs> thing. So I don't know if that was just a weird editing or I misunderstood Maybe. what the what counts what as happened contact or yeah like, so yeah. uh and then the most famous thing daniel's knee doesn't work anymore so he's got to stand on one leg he does the crane technique and kicks johnny in the face because it's an indefensible technique if you yeah. know it right yeah oh yeah <laughs> jumping foot. because if you lunge at somebody <laughs> yeah yeah, like, well, yeah with, if you with, lunge with your arms down head they, first like, into their foot it's yeah. indefensible um so yeah so as a martial artist as much as i've done it in my life Definitely everyone else in the whole movie looks like a better martial artist than oh, Daniel. Oh god, he's yeah, yeah. terrible. He lucks movie. into that win. Yeah, it just his his fighting stances and how he moves and holds himself. You that, can that tell he thing, does not yeah, I, when I was watching this at all. I was watching the second one and there's all those like dance scenes and stuff and and I think he even yeah. So there's all those dancings in the second one. And I think to myself, like, does, does Ralph Macchio have some sort of like dance background or something? He might. Like, because, because that would make sense if you're casting someone who has no martial arts background. Mm-hmm. It's like, that you're like, okay, we need a good actor, but like, obviously, it's going to be hard to find a good actor with martial arts experience. So it's like, let's just find someone that has mm-hmm. dance experience so that when Miyagi is doing his moves, he can mimic him sure. exactly. Yeah. And, That's, I, I would and it's it. like a lot of fight, it's like fight choreography is. Like almost uh, like dance choreography, yeah. so it's like yeah. I mean, that's how Jean Claude Van Damme got started. Yeah, he's a dancer. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and that is true. It's like, do you do you find someone who can do martial arts and teach them how to act, or vice versa? Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So, and the movie ends with Mike Miyagi looking on as Daniel gets carried away by the crowd. Yeah, good stuff. And as I don't know if we we were talking about the scene at the beginning of the second movie out in the parking lot yeah. after this. I, of course, everyone thinks that happens at the end of this movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I kept being like, because that, that's the thing about these, all these movies is they literally just end. Like, right. there's, it's just like, oh, you won the end. The end. Like, right. Which is, I think, how the Rocky movies end. Some a of lot of them. Yeah. I'm trying to think. The first one. The first one for sure. Yeah. He just wins and wins, he's like, and he's and then, yelling for Adrian. It goes on for a little bit. It goes a little yeah. bit there. Oh, and then, to, but, but yeah, you, you are right in the analogy of, or the comparison of Rocky. Cause it's like, yeah. cause the, the Rocky does the same thing where it's like, it continues where the last one always left right. off. Like the opening of second Rocky is always like them, like leaving in wheelchairs, yeah, yeah, all yeah, beat yeah. up. Being like, I want a rematch. <laughs> like yeah. right. a little uh, trivia about this one. Um, oh, we didn't talk about the Miyagi getting drunk scene that. Yeah. 
that's classic. I mean, oh that's that's God, like the the one break in his yeah. stoicism throughout the movie. Yeah. You know, he's drinking because he lost his wife and son, and and like it's such a great scene because Daniel shows up. Miyagi's already drunk. He goes on and on about stuff. He's singing some old tunes that yeah. he knows, and then he kind of collapses on his bed. ないよ、シンガー。はい、だよ、さ、ないよ、さ。カメンタイ、カメンタイ。おっさん、ソングを singing baby trees. And Daniel finds out all this exposition yeah. just by looking at articles yeah, and, yeah. and letters and stuff. And so Miyagi was in the uh, World War II. He's fighting for the U.S. forces in Germany. Yeah. 
his wife and son were in an internment camp, like all Japanese people were, yeah. and uh, or his wife was, and then she died giving birth and childbirth. Yeah, and this was the anniversary of that, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he gets drunk, and it's it's a powerful scene, and the studio wanted to drop it. I know. Yeah, that's yeah, <sighs> yeah. It 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 really is the the glue that holds the entire movie together. Yeah, you're like it really makes you like his character so much better. Yeah, and and it should, that's I think that scene is the beginning of where I started getting the sense that oh right, Daniel is helping Miyagi as much as he's helping yeah, Daniel, yeah. and that happens again in the second movie. Yeah, you know it's really good. This this you feel like uh, yeah that's that's the great thing about yeah. this is it really is just a friendship between these two people and yeah. like and yeah how much how yeah Daniel thinks that he's just getting so much from Miyagi and Miyagi is just like no it's like I, you're you know. You, you're helping me like yeah but it's all subtext yeah oh totally which yeah, is great yeah. unlike the new movie but we'll get to that <laughs> yeah um I, I do love i do love how um in with the next karate kid when he when he goes into the bedroom and she's changing oh yeah and and he comes out and he's like i'm sorry like I, my the last person i was lived with was like a, a, a boy and it was like i it, he's like he's like i go into his room he comes into my room it just made me think about like all the times that they would just sneak into each other's rooms <laughs> and like, like, like oh he's passed out like right. i'm gonna go through all his stuff right. like, <laughs> and then how like Miyagi would just barge into his room sometimes yeah like yeah so Ralph Macchio was 22 when they shot this. Okay. Playing a 16-year-old. Playing game. a 16-year-old. Uh, he still owns the yellow convertible. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Like that was a – like they, they, the director or producer gave him the car at the end of the shoot. That's awesome. And he still uh, still owns it. Yeah, it's a 1948 Ford Super Deluxe. Jeez. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. The, uh, the song, You're the Best, yeah. you know, the best around, was originally written for Rocky Three. Yeah. And then Stallone didn't like it. Or not, they didn't like it. He liked Eye of the Tiger better. Yeah. So they used it for here. We'll come back to that because it happens again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, this is good. Kyle Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's son. Yeah. Uh, auditioned for the role of Daniel. Okay. And he didn't get, when he didn't get the part, Clint Eastwood retaliated by banning all Coca-Cola products yeah. from the sets of his movies because Columbia... Studios, who made Karate Kid, was owned by Coca-Cola at yeah, the time. Yeah, I, I remember that, yeah. And this goes back to another thing I saw that, um, I guess, so Coca-Cola wanted product placement in this movie. And I guess there's a scene where Daniel goes into Miyagi's fridge and pulls out a Sprite or something or yeah. a Fanta or whatever the heck he does. And it's kind of obvious that he's holding up this can of soda and they wanted him to hold it label out. And he just would not, he refused to hold it label out. He kept covering the label up with oh, his fingers. Funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, Rob Macchio's got, uh, he's got morals to him. He doesn't, yeah, doesn't sell out. And here's part of the, here's possibly the dumbest piece of IMDb trivia I've ever seen. <laughs> Daniel's cutoffs were a popular fashion trend in the 1980s. I'm like, really? Yeah. So there's a movie that was made in the 1980s and set into nine, 1980s. And a piece of clothing worn by one of the characters was popular during that time. Yeah. Well, wow. That's amazing well, trivia. Many people who were watching it were like, why is he wearing that? It looks so but, ridiculous. And you're like, oh, that makes sense. It's popular. Yeah. But that can know. be every movie. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. So, ratings. Uh, you know, I, I was going to ask you this. Like, we really should keep track of the previous things. Yeah, I actually I started a spreadsheet of that. I, yeah. I have to go through and I put all my scores. I just have to go through and put all your. Yeah, scores yeah, because it's yeah. Uh, I keep being like, well, I don't want to be I don't want to uh, be like just wildly fluctuating in my like scores. Yeah. Um, but 
I'd say for me, this movie is an eight. Uh, it's an eight for me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's way up there. It's good. It's a good movie. You can watch it again and you can feel the feelings. And I would, I would be surprised if it wasn't. And I would be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if it is, um, in like the, what is it? The library of Congress, oh, like, yeah. Uh, historic film archive sure. or something like that. Yeah. So either way I'd, you know, it's probably in the AFI top 100 as well. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, IMDb uh, gave it a 7.2 and Rotten Tomatoes 88%. So, yeah. yeah. 40 Helens agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's, good. it's a good movie. Karate Kid Part 2 came out in 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, they started shooting it like 10 days after the first one was released. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's um, almost like a... I, well, it's almost like Back to the Future status where it's like, like we got to get on the, because they shot like two and three at the same they time. They shot two and three yeah, at the same time, like, yeah. Uh, like budget, we, got, we got gold here. We got to get, oh, we gotta yeah. get on this right away. It's like, and, and yeah, talk about gold. Budget 13 million, grossed 115. Whoa. Both first two movies were 10x. Yeah. that's That just shows you how good the first movie is. Yeah. That if people are like, I got to see the second one. Like, yeah. And it makes more money. Like, right. yeah. In fact, what was the opening weekend? It was 12, 12.6 at the opening weekend okay. in the U.S. Yeah, well. It's pretty good for 1986. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same director, John G. Avildsen. Uh, IMDb synopsis. Daniel accompanies his mentor, Mr. Miyagi, to Miyagi's childhood home in Okinawa. Miyagi visits his dying father and confronts his old rival, while Daniel falls in love and inadvertently makes a new rival of his own. Let me ask you this. The, is the cinematographer different? I'm assuming it is. Oh, good from, question. From one and two. Because I thought the second one was beautifully shot. It was beautifully shot. And especially I love their use of shadows. Like the scene where uh, they show up uh, to where where the kid picks them up at the airport and they show up in the warehouse. Uh And the whole thing is blacked out except for you could see the background sky. And that's it's it's almost oh when they get out of the car yeah Yeah, yeah, I was like that's that's really cool same cinematographer it is okay James I mean the the first one's got some good cinematography a lot of the smoke scenes and the fights I was just noticing when I was watching it I was noticing so it is you know shot nineteen eighty four on film the film stock that they had at the time you know. It looked – I was just – I was struck by how well the first one did look. Yeah. It was really well shot. It was yeah. nicely done. The second one, I think, looks better partially maybe just because he got better, but partially the location is so much nicer. Yeah, you know? it is. Yeah, yeah. Right. So so here we have finally have the scene that I always thought was in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did I. Yeah, same. Right yeah. after the tournament, um, Miyagi and Daniel are out in the parking lot uh, with the trophy, and then they look over and see uh, – Cobra Commander is beating up on his on Johnny mainly, but then when his students try and stop him, he's kind of beating up on them too. Miyagi goes to stop him, kind of takes him down, and is about to. He looks like he's going to deliver a a, a death, death blow. blow. <laughs> you know, he's kind of getting all fierce. It's like enemies must not have any mercy and all this kind of stuff. And then he just tweaks his nose and humiliates him in front of everybody. Let him go. Yeah, this is like he's right. Let him go. I say, let him go. Beat it slow. <laughs> For your next. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. 
Danielson, ladies know it forever. You could have killed him, couldn't you? Hey. Well, why didn't you then? Because, Danielson, for person with no forgiveness in heart, living even worse punishment than death. Uh, Which I never really understood why he just, like, he punched out some windows and cut up his hands, but then he's just, like, sitting there cowering. That was kind of dumb. That is, that is the only time, well, the only time until probably late in the third movie that we see him do any fighting at all. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he does not look like a good fighter in this. No, like, he's, he's a slow puncher. Yeah. He just looks like he's just wailing. Just, and all Miyagi has to do is sidestep him, and he punches right through a glass window. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't really make a lot of sense and he does it twice <laughs> yeah yeah so not real not real impressed with Kreese's uh karate skills here so far <laughs> so this is a sort of it's sort of like a cold open like a james bond movie because the little opening scene has nothing to do with the rest of it yeah although it's interesting in the some of the background stuff i was reading the producers or writers or whoever kind of thought they wanted to do Kreese's revenge as the second movie. Okay. Yeah. But which then, would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Which makes sense. But then they were like, Oh no, no, no we got this great story. They're going to go to Okinawa and have this other thing. I, I mean, I like that more. It's, I do too. it's a good change. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, we'll push off Kreese's revenge to the third movie. So <laughs> they make that just, yeah, we'll push it off to the third one. Right. Like, so, uh, we get back to, uh, Daniel is hanging out with Miyagi. This like six months later. Yeah. Right. And he showed Daniel shows up at Miyagi's house in the worst prom tux ever. And his car's all busted up. And it's like Allie busted up the car and left him for some USC job. And I'm like, yeah. Just because Elizabeth Shue wanted to go to college and not film your sequel, you got to make her character like. She's like a worst person, person in the yeah, world. Like, I mean, like, oh, she told me she fell in love with a, a USC like college yeah. like football player. Like, like so I'm over her. She's done. Like, yeah, get out of here. such a like didn't need to have that. Like, no. you could have just like, oh, she went to school and I'm yeah. not going to see her for a while yeah. or whatever. But they they had to make him single again so he could fall in love with Kumiko. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then we have the the. Uh, Wax on, wax off of this movie where uh, he hammering and hammers the nail in with one stroke, which makes has no effect on the movie at all ever no. in the rest of the movie. So he's that's like, good. Oh, here, learn this. Yeah. And like just hammers the nail in, yeah. never comes back. Never yeah. comes back. I guess it's more about he's building a an addition on the house so that Daniel can live there. Yeah. Um, which because his mom has to go to Fresno. But but the, but the, no because the that doesn't get revealed until he's already building the house or the addition to the house yeah. at, when Daniel shows up and he's like I, I got to go back to Fresno for like right. you know, so, for the summer so it's so he's just building an addition to the house it's but he, yeah but he already said he's like oh I talked to your mom last night oh uh, I smoothed it over well, then he did a lot of work he did a lot of work <laughs> well have we seen you know he could build a whole deck in a day and a half yeah <laughs> just need someone else to sand it um that weird mailman shows up oh yeah letter. <laughs> he's like okay you can't tell that this is so beautiful from the front yard can i bring my wife here <laughs> you're, like, you're like does that really need to be in there like this weird exchange with the mailman it was really weird and i guess it was just sort of as a as a screenwriter in putting a screenwriter hat on it's like oh let's have some guy talking so that we can show that miyagi's not listening to him yeah, yeah. you know because he's seeing this note from okinawa whatever so he gets a letter from okinawa and it's it's from his ex-girlfriend i guess yeah. right yeah. saying <clears throat> that his father's dying and he should come over and and visit so he does that uh or he he 
plans to go. And uh, I guess since he's not going to be there, Daniel plans to go to college. He was going to college, right? Yeah, he was going to college, yeah. Uh, but instead of that, he trades in all his college money to buy a plane ticket to go with Miyagi to Okinawa. And this whole thing about Daniel going to college like keeps coming back. It does, he yeah. never wants to go to college. He's like, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm just going to get – at least he's real about it. He's like, I'm just going to get bored and I'm just going to like drift off. It's a good point. Yeah. You know, he's true. It is true. So Daniel and Miyagi go to Okinawa. They land and uh, – there's somebody with their with Miyagi's name to pick him up. They don't know who he is. They get in the car, and then things start to get weird. As it turns out, he's one of Sato's. Uh, he's Sato's nephew. Yeah. And so Sato is uh, Miyagi's. He was his best friend for a long time, but he was betrothed to the woman that Miyagi fell in love with. Mm-hmm. And when that all came to light, Miyagi, instead of fighting him, left Okinawa forever. Miyagi made a speech to the village right. that he was not going to honor tradition and he was going to marry the woman. And and Sato felt like uh, dishonored from that. Right. And so in their tradition, it's he challenged him to a fight to the death. Right. And uh, it's, rather than do that, Miyagi left. And he assumed that uh, she would have married him yeah. and gone on with their life. So it turns out Sato's a prick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he had brought... Uh, Miyagi and Daniel to his because he he owns like all this construction stuff. Yeah, oh, they they do mention that he comes from a wealthy family and that like that was the reason she was betrothed to him was because she was from a poor family and and they wanted to kind of you know sure. up their status. Yeah, I love how this island is big enough to have that sort of thing. Going uh, yeah. on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea how big Okinawa is. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it's big enough for an airbase anyway. So uh, this is basically a threat, you know, like Sato's threatening him to, okay, you, you're back now. You got to fight me for my honor. Yeah. Sato. So powered. You return. To settle affairs with father. And with me. Sato, I no fight you. Then you die as you have lived, a coward. You see your father. Then you see me. Um, Miyagi doesn't want to fight. They take a cab to his old village, which turns out is mostly being taken over by a U.S. airbase because Sato sold the land to them. And it's funny because they, they, they drive up and there's this army guy and it's like, yeah, we're looking for whatever village. Tommy Village. Tommy Village. Yeah. And the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, you hear off screen, like the colonel says, oh, you're standing on it. Yeah. And it's like, there's a village like 30 feet away you on don't the other know side the name of the of it. fence. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, why don't you just say, yeah, is it that one right there? Yeah. It's like you, you go watch like uh, like the you know TV shows like MASH or something. Like they know the name of every obscure Korean village. Oh, but sure. It's like, yeah. But this one dude didn't know the name of, like, of the village that's next right. to the army base. All right, new guy, yeah. you're greeting people. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Stick him up front. He doesn't know anything. Exactly. So they go to the village and find, uh, I don't remember her name, um, his old girlfriend and then his father who's, yeah. who's on his deathbed. And his father's very happy to see him. They had this conversation. Do they have the conversation in English or Japanese? That was the funny thing is that I think the father speaks to him in Japanese, but everybody else speaks English. Which I thought was weird about this. I get why you do it, but whenever there was 
no Americans around, I thought they should be speaking Japanese to each and other. And they didn't. And they yeah, didn't. there was yeah. a couple scenes, yeah, with uh, Miyagi and Sato, and you're like, you're speaking English to each other? This is really <laughs> weird. Like, So I guess the, the, the general gist of from here on out is Sato keeps threatening to fight. He wants Miyagi to fight him. Miyagi keeps avoiding it. Uh, Sato's nephew, who's one of his goons, keeps threatening Daniel. Daniel meets Kumiko, who she's not the daughter of the other woman. No, she's just it's a like, it's, neighborhood girl. It's right? no, it's I think it's her. I think it's her niece. Is it her niece? Yeah. Okay. Because she says uh, obviously she never married, so she never had any kids. But it was uh, right. But she calls her aunt. Like I think. So so Daniel meets Kumiko, uh, who is uh, t- kind of taking care of kids in the neighborhood. She's yeah. teaching them the you know traditional dances and things like that. They of course have a relationship or you know they get to know each other later on in the movie another thing that i like about this series is that that the love interest past the first movie the love interest is not really the the crux of the the fight between people yeah so it's it's they're not they're not doing the same story over and over again Mm -hmm. it's not daniel's fighting because some girl right some some guy likes the same girl as him kind of thing yeah. yeah i mean the guy picks on her when yeah. Daniel's with them, yeah, but yeah. more to just to get at Daniel. More to, to get at Daniel. The, right. the whole thing has to do with the uncle. It's yeah. like right, like, right. It's the uncle's honor. Yeah, which turns in his own dishonor that like he wants to defend, and right. so it's it has. I, like I'm saying, I just, I just like that it's not like oh, like that's my like yeah, yeah. yeah they're always fighting. That's the same girl I like, and I'm right. gonna fight you because of right. that. Like if it was right. just the same thing every three movies, like all three movies. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. And we'll get to the in the third movie. That's an interesting thing about the girl in that movie, too. Yeah. Um, so uh, at some point, there's a big storm in the village. And uh, this is sort of sort of the, the come together moment. So yeah. Sato gets trapped under his house as it falls over. And Miyagi <laughs> saves him with his the nephew's just like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. They, like, the, yeah. Sato comes to the village, comes back to the because he's rich. He lives somewhere else. But he comes back to the village because because Miyagi. Miyagi finally agrees to fight him. Right. And so he's, we're going to fight at midnight for some obscure reason. It's like, so, so so I'm, I got to stay in the village, uh, I'm going to like spend the day in vigil or something. Yeah, exactly. And And so, uh, and then like the storm blows in and like Miyagi and, and Daniel like come out and, and they see the nephew running and they're like, well, where's Sato? And like, the house just fell down. He's dead. I'm out here. (laughs) Yeah. And so he's trapped under this big beam with, yeah, and so Sato's been not only a, a jerk, but like super over angry acting guy yeah, this whole yeah. time. Um, I so- totally buy the whole honor. Like <laughs> they will fight to the death thing. I, I like there, there was nothing in my mind where I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. It was a little ridiculous, especially their age. Right. Like if, no, I could, if, if this was like, it's a little, I'll agree. It's a little more ridiculous that the, the nephew is like, I'm going to fight and murder you for this honor. Yeah. It's like, I totally buy it for like these, like it's 1980s and already these guys are like in their seventies. So it's like, okay. Oh, I yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally buy that Sato would retain this sort of blood feud for, for this like whole 45 life. 45 years or whatever. What? It just feels like his acting is a little over the top in yeah. the whole thing. Oh, totally. Yeah. So, 
uh, but then, so he's trapped under this, you know, like six inch by six inch beam. Oh, it's massive. And uh, he's yelling at Miyagi. Miyagi's out there. He's trying to save him. He's trying to lift the beam and trick and break it or whatever. And Septa, the whole time, it's like, oh, now you're, since I'm helpless, you're going to kill me now. You're such an honorless, blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh my God, shut you're up like, for the, one the, second. The guy who left the country so yeah. he didn't have to fight you is going to yeah. dishonorably murder you. <laughs> right. So Miyagi karate chops the beam. They get him out. Sato has a change of heart. He forgives everything. Everything in, in is cool. Instant. It's yep. like turn on a dime. Yep. Like forty years of hatred yeah, and rage just out the door. Just, because, oh, it's all good now. You because, saved my life. Uh, Miyagi karate chopped a yeah. six-inch beam and saved him. Yeah. yeah. Now there was talking about beams. There was that piece of wood that he had. The at driftwood. Thing, the driftwood that yeah. neither of them could ever break. Yeah. That was the whole. And I don't know. Is that symbolic of something uh, but else? They, they never uh, no it's, and they never even mentioned that it was nothing that they, either one of them could break it, it, like Miyagi just goes to see Sato to try to like smooth over the yeah. whole situation and it, there's Sato like trying to karate chop this this beam he's like oh is that the beam we found when we were kids like, yeah. yes and he just keeps trying to karate chop it yeah. they don't ever address like what no. the meaning of that is sure. or, yeah that would have been nice if say that was the beam that he was trapped under you know, well, that's <laughs> this, ah, yeah. this beam just flew, oh, yeah. it through, flew the through the air. And landed on it. <laughs> but I know if you were, uh, if maybe, you were saying like that, that neither one of them could yeah. break a beam that thick, yeah. like because the, the beam that he was trapped under was a similar thickness. Oh, yeah, it, it, there was some weird connection to yeah, that whole yeah. thing. Obviously, it, yeah. that's what the subtext of it was right. was that like Sato couldn't break this, right. but like Miyagi's so much better that he could. Yeah, except it's sort of like the dim mock, right? Like, how does this... He chops the thing right on top of Sato's yeah. chest, and he breaks the six-inch beam without injuring Sato at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's funny, because when you break a board... I've broken many boards. When you break a board, it breaks in the direction that you hit it. Of course, yeah. This beam broke this way. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like he just hit it, and it, it he, just shattered all the yeah. way through, well, and you know, it fell the, apart. He, he put the energy through it. It went to the bottom, and it bounced back exactly. up, and come up, and just ended up just like shattering the, the board. Dimac. So Sato, change of heart, the nephew not so much. He yeah. runs away into the storm. Well, the, ne- the nephew's embarrassed. He's embarrassed. Because, because Daniel risks his life to yeah. go save some girl trapped in a in like a oh God. So, right. so, in a tree or something. <laughs> that she had climbed up the ladder to ring the bell to, oh, warn, to warn everybody, everybody. about the storm. Yeah, that's I'm like, was, yeah. Okay, first of all, why are you sending up a six-year-old girl to ring the danger bell? Yeah. Second of all, why is a danger bell so hard to get to? Yeah, just put, a, just put a rope. <laughs> put it, it on the ground. Or pull over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, it's, it's not the fires of Gondor or yeah. something. Come on. Uh, and so, so Daniel goes out to save her life, yeah. and and Sato's like, "Go out and help him to his nephew." And the nephew's like, "I'm not going out there. Like, <laughs> screw this. I'm going yeah. home." So then I think. Then Sato runs out to help, and when he comes back with the, him and Daniel come back with the girl, Sato's like, "You're." He tells his nephew, "You're. you're uh, I'm dead. I'm to dead you. to you." Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting because when the nephew comes back, he says, well, since I'm dead to you already, I was like, no, no, no. I didn't say you're dead to me. I said I'm dead to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so after the storm, they're going to rebuild the village and Sato brings in all his construction. I know. Vehicles. And now he's like, he's the most generous. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, Here's the deed to the village. His, I'm going to pay to fix everything. His heart- he, had been, he had been ripping people off. <laughs> the, the village to, to gain money converted from being a fishing a, village, a fishing village to, farming. to being farming. Yeah. And the farmers, Sato was buying the far, the vegetables from them, and, but he was using fake like plastic weights right. and uh, like uh, giving them less money. Although 
Maybe, maybe that might have just been the nephew. That, no, no, that might have been just in, been the nephew. But it was funny that I saw something about this in the goofs. Is that if the nephew is using clay weights instead of like metal weights, yeah. wouldn't he have been paying the farmers more for their produce? I don't know. It depends on because if if it, say there's a metal weight that's like five pounds, I, I think it was more. It looked almost more like like soap or like plastic, right? But something that would have weighed less than a metal <clears throat> weight. Okay. Right. Okay. So if that. it weighs yeah. less than it, he's got to use more than him. So it feel it's it's going to have to put more weights yeah, on the scale right. to balance against the produce. That's really weird. <laughs> like, oh, like wait a minute. That's that's then, like not then, only are you trying to cheat Sato them, but you're failing. Secretly, some some sort of generous <laughs> individual who was overpaying right. the villagers. And so. Daniel ruined it all once yeah. again because he's an asshole. <laughs> he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. He's yeah. an international menace at this point. Jeez. Yeah, so Sato's heart grows three times, yeah, and he brings all his trucks to uh, help fix the village, and Daniel requests that they be able to have the bone dance at the big coliseum that they mm-hmm. traditionally had it at, which Sato wouldn't let him. Or it was the it was lately. the uh, king, the old king's, king's like palace or something. Palace or it was like in ruin or whatever. It was, this, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then we have the oh, and during this time. Uh, Daniel's been learning the drum technique sort yeah. of from Miyagi, which is the old Miyagi family technique, which is a special technique. I used and, to have one of those. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, there's a little uh, drum on a stick, and you swing it, and the little balls hit the, hit either side of the drum. Yeah. And apparently, by turning your body like that, you can block stuff. So that's sort of the wax on, wax off of this movie. Yes and no. And then it also turned into some sort of, like, because Daniel asked, when, when Miyagi taught him how to, like, dodge objects coming at him using that, he was like, is there a counter to this? And he's like, yeah, there is. And then Daniel's like, well, what is it? And he's like, just look to the drum. And then later, like, he just ends up, when he's fighting the mm-hmm. nephew, he wails on him by just beating the drum and going back, or the, the, the balls of the drum going yeah. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <sighs> like, because he didn't really dodge any of those guys' punches. No. He didn't use that to dodge the punch. He right. used that to, like, just And I can totally see, like, if you, if you wanted to compare the drum to a karate move, I totally get it. You swing oh, yeah, one yeah. arm and block a punch, and with the other hand, you, tur- you, yeah, you counter punch. Like, I totally get it. It makes sense. I'm all on board. Yeah. The way they shot it, though. No. Yeah. It's terrible. Because yeah. all you see is their two heads, and his body's doing something out of frame. Like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> anyway, so... They're, well, they probably tried to shoot it some other way, and they were just like, this is not going to work. Like, yeah. just go for the, the facial close-up <laughs> and just, like, just shoot around it. Right. So they're having the bone dance and Kumiko is doing the dance for everybody. And there's this sort of island in the middle of the arena with a moat around it. Yeah, and so weird. it's weird. And uh, Asian Johnny comes sliding down on a zip line to threaten her with a knife yeah. to make Daniel fight him. Behind you! Kumiko! Get back! Get back for a kid up! Well then! Don't do this. I was wrong. Hate is wrong. It's over. I cannot hear you, Uncle. I am dead to you, remember? Huh? Chosen, you are your uncle's finest student. Not disgrace him here. Your student disgrace me. I have been dishonored all because of him. Whatever happened, I apologize. Apology will not give me back my honor. Well, neither will this. In their eyes, it will. No more talk. You cross bridge, I kill her. Thank you, sir. This not tournament. It's for real. 
Come on! No, we fight to death. And Daniel fights him and uses the the bone the the, the, drum the best technique. part is Daniel goes over to talk to this guy, and the guy's like, like get rid of the bridge that that separates yeah, yeah, yeah. this this center from the outer rings. <laughs> right. And so Daniel removed. I'm like, that's probably like a five foot. I, I could jump that. Like, yeah. Anybody who wants to come help, like Miyagi could have just been like, oh, Miyagi could have like wire food his way across. <laughs> but obviously he's trying to let Daniel like, yeah. but he even warns Daniel like, this is no tournament. Like this is the fight to the death. Like right. you realize that it's like, you're going to let this kid go fight to the death. Right. Like, no, come on, Miyagi. It's like of all the noble things you've done, <laughs> like, and all, like, like the other kids in the first movie, they're just going to beat him up. Sure. It's like, but he yeah. jumps in to save him. This guy's going to kill Daniel, but in Miyagi's sort of like, yeah. you're going to have to figure this one out on your own. Like, you're going to have to like save yourself on this one. And also, since the tournament in the first movie, what has Daniel learned? Hammering a nail, drum. Maybe there's something <laughs> about that nail hammer we missed. Right. Some sort of integral like move yeah. that. So I'm going to say that in that sense, the sort of training and to the final fight thing doesn't make as much sense as the first movie, right? The yeah. stuff that he oh, learns in this yeah, movie yeah, does yeah, not yeah. have yeah. as much. And also this fight. So the, the, the story, this movie is about Miyagi, his history, his old yeah. friend slash enemy, his old love, his history, his history, yeah. right? That gets resolved in the storm. Yeah. Where he resolves his relationship with Sato. Yeah. Then a newbie fight, pops up. A newbie like, pops up for no reason. With, and it's resolved within 15 minutes. Exactly. Of the movie. It's so like, yeah. it's like, oh, come on. It's, yeah. it's, it's not integral to the story. It's tacked on at the end just so Daniel can do something yeah. because we have to root for Daniel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the ending of this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. It looks yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, yeah. Because it, even even the first one and this one, it, it really is just a story of Miyagi and, and Daniel, like – being friends and mm-hmm. and Miyagi helping Daniel to being the father figure that, that Daniel never had. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. And Daniel being the son figure that Miyagi yeah. never had. Right. Oh, I did when uh, when Daniel and Kumiko are running across the beach. Yeah. Right. With the to, music. To yeah. the with the music. Yeah. And they see the king's palace or whatever right. over there. It's like, oh, that's clearly a matte painting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then when you get to the scene inside of it, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a set on a stage somewhere. Yeah, of course. (laughs) All right. What would you give it? What else? Okay. So I – We should just clarify that, yes, Daniel beats the nephew. Daniel beats the nephew using the counter-punching. In mirroring the beginning of the movie, he spared it's a, oh, again it's right. a fight to the death. Yeah. And so uh he asks he asks the nephew when Daniel's fighting him and Daniel has has taken him down and Daniel's got his like death blow ready and he says, well, Do you choose life or death? And then the, the nephew says, Death. And then Daniel hunks his nose right. just like Miyagi and then just goes about his day. Yeah, it's good. And that's actually it's good that they put that scene at the beginning of this movie so they can yeah. do that again here. Yeah, yeah. If it was at the end of the first movie, we might not remember it. That's true. Well, they do like a whole flashback thing. That like, was the other thing. Yeah. They the beginning of the movie for 2 and 3 have like flashbacks. Yeah, the whole thing begins with flashbacks and and I I was wondering about that when I was watching this one. I was like, okay. I had read that the first movie was one of the most rented VHSs of yeah. that year, whatever it came out on VHS. Yeah. You really probably, don't probably eighty five. It's like t- yeah. back then, it took like a year for right. things to come. It's like, like, do you really need to do the flat? Everyone knows what happened in the first. Yeah. Everybody knows what yeah. happened in the first. Me. 
But then I realized when they did it for the third meal, I was like, okay, it's partially to recap, but it's mostly to have people relive the emotional moments of that yes. first and second movie just to like, yeah, all right, cool. Because well, then at that point, it's like years and years gone by before the connection. Because the, really, the first movie and the third movie are connected. The yeah. second movie is just sort of like a story that happens in yeah. between self-contained. Right. You need, In the third movie, you need that recap. You kind of want like, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, little trivia, the uh, scenes that were take place in Okinawa were shot on Oahu. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, they just grabbed a whole bunch of Japanese people and threw them on Oahu. I'm sure they're they're already there. (laughs) And The Glory of Love, which was that scene where they were running across the beach, was originally written for Rocky IV. Uh, Okay. (laughs) It did seem very much like a a Rocky song. I I give this a six. I might have given it a seven, but there's a little, you know... I, I yeah I, I I would have to go to six and a half. Yeah, it's like it it's starting to get there. It was an enjoyable movie. It was, yeah. and I just you love seeing any scene that Miyagi's in. Yeah, and his relationship with his father, with his ex girlfriend, with Sato. Oh God, that scene! I like I wanted to tear up where uh, where Daniel is talking about uh, his father and oh. and and mentions like. He's basically help, helping comfort Miyagi, whose father just passed, by telling him about, like, he uh, Daniel oh, mentions right. to him, like, you know, I, I thought when my father died, I thought I was, like, a horrible son, and, like, I had so much guilt over it, until I realized that the best thing I ever did for him was I was there for him, and, like, I made him feel comfortable when he was passing. And so, and then Miyagi sheds a tear. Yeah. Like, he starts, it's like, one of the only, it's like, it's like a non-drunk Miyagi cry, yeah. which is, like, and that, way more powerful. Speaking than, of that, again, going back to the drunk Miyagi scene in the first one, when he's, there's a shot when he's sorting to passing he passes out or he's almost passed out he's on his side the shot is close up on his face in the dark yeah and you can see over his side of his face you can see daniel saying stuff yeah and there's just enough light to catch a tear going down yeah, his cheek yeah. it's amazing yeah like i said the cinematography is really good yeah. in these first two movies oh yeah uh imdb gives it a 5.9 and rotten tomatoes 42 percent. okay so makes yeah. makes sense karate kid part three which is really just, it's really the sequel to like the Karate Kid. Yeah. It's like I said, it, the second one is just so self contained that. Yeah. Have you heard of the uh, machete order for the Star Wars movies? Yes, I have. Yeah. Right. So the idea, if anyone doesn't know, is that instead of watching all six Star Wars, pre Disney Star Wars movies in either release order or chronological order, yeah. you would do Star Wars, then Empire, then then two three two and three and then jedi because one doesn't matter doesn't have any bearing on the story two and three explain how anakin becomes vader yeah because then you realize at the end of empire you learn that vader is yeah you you anakin anyone who's never seen it you want them to have that surprise of the vader which you would lose if you watched it one two three or even two three so it's sort of like this like you, you start out with karate kid then you do a sort of backtrack into so you, you're basically past. saying like watch one, then three, then two. No, no, like, no. I'm saying this is the this is the right order. It's like you do Karate Kid, yeah. then you do a little. Oh, let's go into Miyagi's past for a bit. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And figure out who Miyagi is, yeah. and how he came to be who he is, and yeah. then back to the present. Yeah, you know, doesn't really match up. But I mean, I'd have to think about the third movie and see how that has how, knowing more about Miyagi's past. Has I don't story. think it has any bearing because the third movie is a piece of, piece of shit. <laughs> 
All right, well, let's just skip right to the uh, <laughs> the number there, the review. Right. So, Karate Kid Part 3 came out in 1989. Same director as the first two, John G. Abelson. I could not find a budget for it. Really? Didn't show up, but it only grossed $38.9 million. It's probably got to be... It's probably better. Probably, probably around, a little bit lower than that. Probably, probably, If I had to put a budget on it, I'd probably say like 15 to 20. Yeah, yeah, I would go with that. So the IMDb synopsis is ostracized villain John Kreese attempts to gain revenge on Daniel and Miyagi. Mm, I don't know about that. With the help of a Vietnam War comrade, the wealthy owner of a toxic waste disposal business. I know. Oh, my God. But it, it, that dude, that was the, that, okay. What was the name of that character? I can't Mr. Silver. Silver, that's right. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, talk about the worst villain ever. He's constantly just cackling. He's fucking crazy. He, what he reminds me of is one of those dudes who is like, it's like some 50-year-old guy or something who's still obsessed with like the frat that he went to. <laughs> and like, yeah. it's like, oh man, like this college team still has to win. Like, you know, like yeah. my frat butter brother's like, I, I like, you know, the fact that he's got this obsession over these like Cobra Kai dojos when the guy has probably like a hundred million dollars. I mean, he's, you go to his house and you see that he's got like, like, a sauna, a, like a private like jacuzzi in the house. Mm-hmm. He's got all these fancy cars and everything. He's got butlers, servants, assistants. Like I, he, he's talking about doing uh, deals to like dispose of plutonium and everything. How much he gets indicted constantly. It's like for all his deals. I mean, the guy's what he owns. What fifty dojos throughout the L.A. area or something. Right. It's it, it is ridiculous and over the top and. Plus it could have been that he's just sort of this businessman. Yeah. Like, cause so the history was he was in Vietnam with Kreese. Yeah. And then they both learned karate somehow yeah. and Kreese went and started the Cobra Kai or they both learned from some he, Cobra he, Kai master yeah, or something. Or something. I, can't, I can't remember how the Cobra Kai came into it, but yeah. he, he gave the Kreese the money to start his own right, dojo. Right. And now he, but his business is disposing Ill- illegally disposing of toxic waste and dumping it in like Indonesia and like yeah, Borneo everywhere. Yeah. And, and so every little like spot where he's on the phone doing business is him like, Oh, just dump it. I don't care. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, yeah, I get it. In the late 80s, I guess this is where we were with our stock villains. Yeah. But come on. It's so bad. Just like I said, he's constantly just cackling over like – he's like salivating over – like, oh, I'm going to get these two guys right. who who dishonored my friend. Like, right. By winning a karate championship. Yeah. Oh, come on. And then the whole, like, uh, then there's the whole weird thing where Kreese, Kreese shows up. He he's he gives the keys back to Silver and he's like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm going to pay you for the back rent. I'm, I'm like, you know, I lost all my students. I'm leaving town. And, and Silver's like, I don't care about the money, man. He's like, it's all about the message, Cobra Kai. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to send you to Tahiti. to recuperate he's like and then i'm gonna get these guys for you while you're gone all right all right i've heard enough i made up my mind this slope what's his name miyagi and that punk kid i'm gonna get them for what they did to you they made you suffer so i'm gonna make them suffer and suffer and suffer and when i think they've suffered enough then i start with the pain look terry you don't have to do that don't have to i want to it's not over we're cobra kai come on say it cobra kai Say it! Cobra Kai. Never dies. Bet your ass. I owe you, man. You don't owe me anything. Oh, bullshit. I don't owe you anything? What about Vietnam, huh? 
How many times did you save my ass? I don't know. I lost count. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. So it's not even Crease getting revenge. It's yeah. Crease going on vacation yeah. and Silver getting revenge. And then there's that whole scene where he's, uh, Silver's dropping Crease off at the airport and he's like, remember, it's Cobra Kai until you die. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And then it, and it's funny because it's like Crease gets out of the car, pan over to Daniel and showing up. Miyagi like, showing yeah, up from they, Okinawa. They cross paths <laughs> within like 15 feet of each yeah. other. and. Yeah. So once again, the movie starts right up from the end of yeah. the previous one. Yeah. So and so the arc of this one is sort of weird. So I guess Daniel's mom had to go back to New Jersey to take care of his uncle. Yeah. And so Daniel stays with Miyagi, and um, the, the love interest from the second movie is just gone. She she oh, went yeah. to go, she oh, right. went to go to a dance studio. She went to go to and, dance school. Yeah. Right. Because there's no dance schools on Okinawa. Yeah. And apparently there's none in L.A. So she had well, to go she to got one it, and, She got into a really nice one in like one. Japan and, and like they so. couldn't get the actress back. Do you remember? Yeah. Did you recognize the actress that played Kumiko? No. Have you seen Four Rooms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the Japanese mother who's married to Antonio Banderas. Oh, are you one. kidding me? That's her. I never noticed that. Yeah, I I love that movie. Yeah. That's crazy. I need, uh-huh. to go, I need to go like <laughs> need to go side by side, side exactly. now and see. Yeah. Right. So I guess Daniel and Miyagi get back. They're going to lift. Oh, Daniel's supposed to go to college. He's got the money that he yeah. got from. Oh, so we, we skipped that scene in the second one where oh, the, the, the yeah, ice breaking the ice thing. Yeah. Did you recognize the one of the, ar- the army guys in there? The, the African-American guy? No, no. Theo from Die Hard? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now I see it. I did. I did thought he looked familiar, yeah. and then I was like, but I was just more obsessed with like, who are these black guys who were just like randomly in Okinawa, it's like, <laughs> like in this obscure like village, like right. Yeah. Um, so Daniel has money from that, and he's supposed to use it to go to college. Although I don't know. I guess it's California, so college is basically free. Yeah. Um, so the apartment complex where they were living was being torn was got down, sold, yeah. sold. So and he lost his so job. Miyagi lost his job, and he d- he didn't think he was ready to retire yet. But what he wanted to do when he did retire was to like raise and sell Which bonsai I, trees. I never understood. Okay, granted, it's the 1980s in California, but still, how does a maintenance man own a house, like a nice house, and have all this money to fly to Japan and like for this, five like, classic cars? Yeah, for this shitty. Like, Maybe he had money from something else. Yeah. It's like from a previous life. I feel like he, in the first movie, Miyagi shows that he is so handy that he can like build a deck and build this and build that. Like he is so handy that he can A, stretch a dollar a long way and B, get paid for doing lots of random jobs. Yeah. I feel like that's where he gets his money. Like yeah. he, he can take junk and make it good and he can take scraps and, and make anything out of it and he can get paid for building things. I don't. I don't buy it. Uh, my, you know, my, the, my my father is and was in a, an apartment complex maintenance man. Yeah. So it's like, oh sure, no. he's not making the money from that. <laughs> I'm saying he's got know. stuff on the side. <laughs> no, of course I know. Yeah, it, it is a little bit like, oh, how do the girls and friends afford their apartment? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> especially we'll talk about it in the fourth one, but that that house that he's got in the next Karate Kid, it's like this. That's like, not his house. Oh, that's that's. That's his friend's house. Then the, it's the grandmother of Julie. Yeah. But where'd she go? She, she went to live in Miyagi's. Oh, uh, we'll get there. We'll okay. get there. <laughs> oh my god, I totally never, I never understood that. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They oh, we'll talk. They, we'll talk about that yeah. later. But it's yeah. So, uh, 
so instead of going to college, Daniel spends his college fund on opening a or lease, getting a lease, like first month, last month, uh, and deposit on a, a store yeah. in a shitty part of town so Miyagi can sell his bonsai trees. Meanwhile, um, I'm trying to remember who the <laughs> who the bad guys are in this movie. Silver and oh, and Silver, Chris. right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, Silver hires this karate guy, Mike who to get back at Daniel and Mike's going to get paid to like destroy Daniel at a tournament. Now here's the thing this. Okay. I I thought about this for the first time in seeing this movie again recently. Now they mention in the tournament, it's the, it's the all Valley under 18 tournament. Yeah. So obviously this Mike kids under 18 has to be the enter to this tournament. Yep. He fucking shows up to Silver's house by himself and is going to live with this guy. So, so essentially what you got this 17 year old who's like, like came from some other state yeah. to, to, to live with this guy. His family's just going to be like, Oh yeah, oh, go, sure, to Cal- go to California yeah. and live with some random guy. And, and it also looks like he's 35, but yeah. they, <laughs> nothing is worse than the fourth movie you're uh, talking about. That's the worst. Oh, that's oh yeah. The worst. yeah. <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> casting of 30-year-olds trying to be high schoolers I've ever seen. Like, yeah. But, yeah. So, this, this like, Silver brings this kid just from, like, some other right. state, like, in is some sort just, of... He, and offers him a deal, like... Mr. Silver? Well, you must be Mike Barnes. Welcome to L.A. Oh, hey, listen, thank you for bringing me down, Mr. Silver. Milos, call the boys. <laughs> this place is intense. Consider it home. Thanks. Snake, Dennis... Mike Barnes. Dennis will take care of your training. Snake takes care of everything else. You're looking to be a bad boy in L.A. Snake's the boy to be bad with. Right, Snake? You know it. <laughs> you get a weekly draw in a car. Any questions? You remember on the phone you said that if I come down here and I beat this uh, LaRusso kid in the All-Valley Tournament, that you give me 25% ownership in your new dojos? Uh-huh. Which I think is more than generous. But uh, I've been giving this some thought. For me to do my absolute best, which is what I want to do for you. I'm afraid I'm going to need 50%. Ooh, 50%. Well, I don't know if I can afford more than 35. I understand. I guess I better get going. It's nice meeting everybody. Hey. Do you fight as hard as you negotiate? Harder. You got your 50%. And I get that in writing. By noon today. Mr. Silver? You just bought yourself a champion. You remember that. Snake, show him to his room. Yes, sir. Mike? See you later, Mike. Milos, uh, my blue pinstripe. But Silver's got two other goons that... Yeah, it's... He uses to, to harass Daniel. So they, they, they continually harass Daniel at the bonsai place, and yeah. eventually they they destroy all the bonsai trees that they've got. It's It's so funny. It's like... I guess I just in watching the the series kind of so many times throughout the years out of order like mm-hmm. oh you catch one you catch three you catch two like I just like bonsai doesn't have that much to do with the first or second movie I mean I know he, he obviously chooses the bonsai tree as like his like on his gi it's like on the back right but it, but it's it's and, not and that big of a plot point. No, it's not like, that big of a plot point. It's how it's how Daniel meets Miyagi in the first movie. Yeah, of. I guess you're right because he's he's working on those trees. Yeah. But and he's sort of teaching him about how 
tending to bonsai. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it definitely plays a big role in this one. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So Daniel doesn't want to go to the tournament. They keep coming by to threaten him to join the tournament. Um, eventually, uh, once they destroy all of Miyagi's bonsai trees, Daniel and Teen Witch go to find <laughs> the original bonsai tree. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't know that. I was uh, that's Blake Lively's sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Robin, Lively. Robin Lively. But right. I, like, and this is actually before Teen Witch. It's got fifteen year age difference between right. them. So like, yeah. So she, uh, Robin Lively, uh, owns or works at a uh, pottery store across the street from the bonsai yeah. store, and she and Daniel become friends. It looks like they're going to become romantic but they don't they become friends because she's got a boyfriend and i read that that was ralph macchio's choice he didn't want just another Another. romantic interest he wanted to be a platonic friendship maybe they shot some stuff out of or or, because it was like really weird chemistry where she's like making a mac and cheese and like she's like kissing him on the cheek and stuff they do all this weird romantic stuff in the beginning and then she's like they were about to go on a date, and she's like, "Oh, by the way, I have a boyfriend." Yeah, and he's like, "Okay, great, we can be yeah, friends. We can be friends. We'll go Dutch." Like, yeah, yeah, really weird. So, but even after that, she even after the like mentioning uh, her boyfriend, she kisses on the cheek. She brings him dinner. Like, yeah, I, that's why I'm wondering if they like shot it weirdly out of order, right? And then like at some point they're like, "Ah, oh, make her a love." Speaking interest, of shooting things out of order, you know, obviously everything's shot out of order yeah, all of the course, time. Yeah. Apparently, the first Karate Kid was shot mostly in sequence. Okay, which is rare, but but it's it's a very linear story. I can see, and it, the locations are are kind of locked down and simple. It's like yeah, there's no reason you'd have to be like, oh, we have to shoot these scenes together, yeah. except it's, like the the training scenes. You might want to do them all at once, or yeah, yeah, whatever. that's true. But yeah. still, so um, she is apparently a top tier mountain climber repeller. Yeah, I know. That so like- uh, Miyagi had told Daniel that he had brought a original bonsai tree from Okinawa and planted it in this devil's Canyon or whatever yeah. the heck it was. And so Daniel looked it up online and figured out that our online, well, there wasn't even an online at this time. He looked no, it up in the library or something. He's just like, yeah, he just mentioned, figured like, out looked that it up. they're worth $10,000. Yeah, it's worth like- 10,000. It's the only way to get Miyagi's, store back on on his feet so he and and uh, teen witch rappel down the side of this thing find the bonsai tree dig it up and then how do they drop it oh she slips right she slips she slips yeah. and he drops the tree down to the bottom which is there's a there's salt like a, water a salt water yeah. inlet at the bottom there so they got to go rescue it because it's going to get destroyed by the salt water they get down there the bad guys goons pull their ropes up from the top threaten them to leave them there which tides come in they're going to drown yeah unless he agrees to join the tournament so they do that he agrees to join the tournament then they break the bonsai tree and daniel takes it back to miyagi miyagi fixes it because the tree is a metaphor for daniel um and Miyagi still won't train him. Yeah, for the I, love I love where he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, a tree will be fine as long as it has strong roots. It's like, oh, well, you're basically talking about me. Oh, <laughs> over, right over and over again. Yeah. It's just like hit you on the head. Yeah. Um, just like you, Daniel. Yeah. You're strong roots. Strong roots. <laughs> like he says it like in two or three different scenes. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, see, the tree survived. It has strong roots, just like you. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, but during all this, um, Silver has sort of gone in undercover or sort of 
uh, under false pretenses yeah. as a friend to Daniel. He he apologizes to Miyagi and Daniel about Kreese's behavior, and he offers to do whatever he can to make it up to them. And at some point, he begins training Daniel because Miyagi won't. Oh, we should always mention that <clears throat> Miyagi doesn't want Daniel to enter the tournament again. Right. Because Miyagi feels like there's no point, no point in defending your title. Like yeah. you, you only fought to stop these kids from fighting you. They're not going to yeah. fight you anymore. So it, like just fighting over a plastic tr- trophy is just stupid and worthless. Yeah. The, the, Miyagi doesn't believe in tournaments. There's, yeah. no, there's no point to it. So Silver teaches Daniel for a while and he's kind of a, a hard ass, like yeah. a real hard ass. He's trying to train him to be a killer. Well, I, I, never, I don't understand. What's the point of Silver being like teaching him like yeah is it just like just to hurt him physically like I think oh like so because when when he's telling crease at the beginning you go to tahiti i'm going to what does he say he's like i'm going to make one of them fear me and the other one love me and then i'm going to break them or yeah, this, he's got yeah, this whole plan yeah, yeah, yeah you know psychological torture and physical torture and all this stuff when i'm finished with that kid he'll be begging me to be his teacher and you know what he's going to learn from me pain in every part of his body and fear in every part of his mind <laughs> and here's the kicker he's gonna thank me for it what about the old man him i heard through the kid johnny by the time that little twerp steps into the ring to defend his title i'm gonna have him thinking he's invincible and then he's gonna find out what pain and fear really mean right in front of a thousand people how do you know he'll compete he'll compete don't worry about it you just have fun Go give Mamona and her girlfriend a squeeze for me. How do you know about Mamona? I know. <laughs> hey, anything else you want? Yeah. Make his knuckles bleed. Hey. Hey, I like that. Oh, I like that, Johnny. I'm going to use that. <laughs> so Silver teaches Daniel to be a killer. And uh, Daniel's going out at, to a dance with uh, Teen Witch, and are you, are you like I'm saying this because I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't remember. I, I know it's Robin Lively. <laughs> I don't remember her name in the in the show. Uh, I, yeah, I don't remember it either. It was um, yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah, like, yeah. doesn't matter. That's, she, a, that's what I was asking is if yeah. you if you just <laughs> forgotten her name. <laughs> Actually, when I was taking my notes, I was trying to do this with everybody, like calling Kreese Cobra Commander and. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the, the the Asian guy uh, who was beating up Daniel in, in yeah, the second yeah. one. So I've, I've I just seen call him it, Asian yeah. Johnny. Yeah, you know. So uh, they're at a, they're out at a dance, and uh, Silver's there, and he kind of convinces some hooligan to start a fight with Daniel, and Daniel kicks the crap out of him. Yeah. Um, and then Silver's like, "Yeah, that's great. You were awesome." And Daniel's like, "No, I don't. I don't like that at all." So he he goes home and confesses to Miyagi that he's been training, and yeah. I be become something I don't want to be. I'm going to go tell Silver that I'm not going to train with him anymore. I Miyagi's mean, like, now? It's like the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Daniel goes over to the dojo, and of course there's an ambush. Kreese is there. Mike is there. Silver's there, and they start beating him up until Miyagi shows up to save the day. Of course. Just uh, kicks Silver right into a mirror. Oh, yeah. Like, just beats. Way, again, like flawless. Just gets like... Just destroys everybody. Yeah, and he's like a seventy-year-old guy can bar- hardly move. This yeah. is like watching. That's what's so funny. It's like I always like like laugh at like his kicks. Yeah, they always come up like just below waistline. 
it's like, there's there's no way he's yeah there's no way he's putting enough energy to like knock some guy who's like like six feet tall like 180 pounds <laughs> right. he's knocking him back like 10 feet into a window yeah like, it's like watching alec guinness beat up darth maul or something yeah oh yeah the, the, yeah <laughs> So, uh, I know it's like you go back and you watch the original Star Wars and that, that lightsaber fight, and you're like, this is kind of weak. Like, <laughs> it's two old they're guys just like shuffling in a circle and just sort of like throwing right. their hands. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, you can, you can see which why. Was, which was fine. Yeah. Which was, honestly, which was fine because. Like until until Rogue One came out, then you saw like, oh no, Darth Vader can actually move and do things. Well, then why the hell wasn't he doing that? Like, yeah, yeah. It's one thing to be, yeah. If you were like, okay, well he's he's crippled by the suit and that's why he can't fight very well. It's like dude got no legs left. He apparently can fight. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So after that fight, I guess uh, Miyagi agrees to train Daniel to tournament because I guess they say that if he doesn't show up at the tournament they're just gonna keep coming yeah or they're gonna beat up the girl or whatever it is yeah, yeah, yeah they're just in each one of these movies the tournament or the fight is a last resort a second one miyagi just refuses to fight sato refuses refuses until he threatens to destroy the village yeah right these this whole series like progressively the villain just gets more and more deplorable it like, really is and the next one is insane <laughs> yeah. we'll get there but oh my god so uh, I guess is there anything else before the tournament? Oh, they have they have there's montages, training yeah, montages, yeah. cutting back and forth between Daniel and Miyagi and yeah, the Cobra yeah. Kai dudes. Uh, they Daniel and Miyagi go and replant the bonsai tree back in the Devil's Canyon, wherever it is, because yeah. it's all good now because it had good yeah. roots. Well, Miyagi, they didn't need the money anymore because Miyagi sold his truck, which Daniel didn't know he was going to do. Yeah, and so. So the, the the money's not an issue. Money's anymore. not an issue, but he's still got four more cars to go through. Yeah. <laughs> so tournament. Here's the big. I mean, I mean, I told you in the first one that the tournament was not what I would expect out of a tournament, mm-hmm. given the ones I've been to. But fine, maybe some tournaments yeah. are different. This one, Silver gets to give a speech about because well, he donated money. Because he donated money, yeah. and. He's the head of one of the schools yeah. that's fighting there. This is huge conflict of interest. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just gets there to plug his own business yeah. and stuff. It's just ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of Dynatox Industries, Mr. Terry Silver. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. I've always lived my life by the rule, if you get, you give. For the last 20 years, I've gotten from karate. I've gotten discipline, health, self-confidence, inner peace, everything that makes me what I am today. And today, it's time for me to give back. It's my pleasure to announce my partnership with the greatest karate man I have ever known, Sensei John Kreese. Together, together, we are about to open a chain of Cobra Kai dojos where young people can come and learn the same values I've learned. Honesty, compassion, and fair play. Thank you all for coming. 
Enjoy the final match. Thank you, Mr. Silver. Uh, yeah, Silver also tells uh, what's the name of the the kid, like Mike or Mike? whatever. Yeah. So he tells Mike, like, like I don't want. I don't want this to be an easy win for you. Just like keep drawing it out until it goes to sudden death and right. then beat him. Yeah. And so this kid just keeps like winning a point and then doing something illegal to, so that they to take lose the a point, point away. Right. You're like how many warnings is this guy going to get? Like he gets like, like four or five warnings. Like, Oh, you, you kicked him in the stomach. You kicked him in the face. Like you can't do that. Like, yeah. Oh, you did this. You can't do that. Like, he just keeps getting warnings. One more time, and we're going to disqualify. You. Yeah, he goes way beyond. Oh yeah, everything. That's the that's kind of the most ridiculous thing of the tournament. Isn't the isn't the ref from the first and third one? That, I think it's the same guy. It's the same guy, and I think he's also some like world renowned yeah. karate master. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a big dude in karate. Yeah. Um. So when when Miyagi finally uh, decided to train Daniel, they didn't do like punching and kick. They did a kata. They did this form, yeah. which is the first time we see them doing a form really in any of these movies. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how it's going to play out. And so when this guy is beating the crap out of Daniel and they go into sudden death, now all of a sudden Daniel just starts doing this form. Yeah, yeah. And it the other guy's like, "What's going on? I don't understand." Mm-hmm. And then. I guess Which he probably was never taught any sort of form. He was just was yeah. taught moves and was like, right. you know, just do this, do that, do this. Like, it just seemed weird that he's just doing a form, and guy could have kicked him in the head at yeah, any point. There's always a lot of like weird pauses, yeah, constantly. Yeah. So, I mean, the first movie, the crane technique is introduced. We see Daniel practicing it. He uses it to win the fight. Yeah, great. The second movie. The drum technique is introduced. We see Daniel practicing it. He uses it to win the fight. This one, they're doing a form. And then he uses that as a distraction and then kicks the guy or yeah, something. Yeah. It's like, it's really not, it didn't work at they all. Just ran, they ran out of ideas. They ran out of ideas, totally. They were like, yeah. Uh, but ha- having said that, it is a tournament. And just like any of these movies, Rocky, Karate Kid, Bloodsport, any, you have any sort of like tournament thing at the end of a movie it built tension like yeah. you know so uh, the end of this movie was the best part i think for me like it was kind of i don't know you could get into it a little bit even yeah, though yeah, it was yeah. totally over the top and ridiculous so that's the movie uh the only trivia i have is that the guy that plays silver yeah is younger than ralph macchio no way no way <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> How old was that guy? He's like two years younger than Ralph Macchio or something. So, so what? Okay, Macchio. So, okay, go over. To, so, this, this movie down. was was 89. Okay, so Macchio was 22 and 84. And so, he would have been 27 in this movie. And this guy was 25? Something like that. Yeah. So, let's see. Ralph Macchio was born in 1961. Okay. And Thomas Ian Griffith was born in 1962. Okay, so only one year. One year. Okay. Yeah. But still, that's weird. <laughs> it's weird. That's so weird. Macchio just... Because he's like a foot taller. Yeah. And definitely just, I mean, just a huge Macchio, baron. in all three of these movies, looks like he's 16. He could be 16. Like, yeah, yeah. I totally buy it. I'm he's not... just like scrawny. Although yeah. in this one, I feel like I noticed that he put on a little bit around his cheeks yeah. and jowls. It's like, well, that... That flight home from Okinawa, you, yeah, you, you, you ate you, well on that flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was eating a lot of Japanese food. Like. Exactly. I thought Japanese diets were supposed to make you thinner. 
yeah rice yeah. and fish yeah you know you also you also learn in the uh in the second one that um that uh miyagi's family has some uh chinese heritage oh yeah yeah because remember he mentions his like the his like oh, great grandfather right. or great great grandfather like got drunk on a boat end up in china yeah. married a chinese woman right. like had two kids and came back right. to, and, and that's like, how brought, he brought, karate, brought karate like karate with to, him. yeah that was the other thing when i watched the first one again I, in all the years that I'd watched it before, I, I didn't remember that Miyagi's lineage were the ones that had brought karate to Okinawa yeah, yeah. and named it karate, yeah. right? And it's like, oh, okay, so you're the guy. Like, yeah, you're the, you're the karate guy. <laughs> you're the karate guy. guy. <laughs> he's the karate kid. Yeah. Like, he's the karate he's man. He's and, and good uh, at karate. His family owns karate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sweet dojo they had. In, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, he's got a first name. Do they ever mention it? They only they don't mention it until the fourth movie. They but didn't they, yeah, even they didn't yeah. even have it like in the script or anything until yeah. the fourth movie. It's Hitsuko or something. Yeah, it, I love how um, when when God, what is her name? Like Robin Lively's character. It was, well, it was the first one was Allie, here. and then uh, Jessica. Jessica, thank you. So when Jessica, when Jessica first is like going on her date with, uh, with Ra- or her like friend, friend hangout with yeah. Ralph Nacho, like she, uh, Daniel's like, hey, come meet my friend, dude. Like, I, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Miyagi. She's like, you call your friend Mr. Miyagi? <laughs> she goes and meets him and it's just this old guy. <laughs> oh, hi. Nice to meet you. Like, yeah. I see now why you call him Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> right. like, it's a weird, it's a weird friendship. Because he, yeah, he just talk he, like he doesn't mention. It's like, oh, my mentor or like, oh, you right, know. yeah. Well, come see my friend, like my business partner, my friend, Mister Miyagi. Like, <laughs> all right. So I gave this movie <clears throat> four out yeah. of ten. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, that was and before you said that. I had that number in my head, and that's that's what I'm going with. Yeah, uh, IMDb uh, comes in at five point one. Okay. You'll find yeah, some a little more like generous, anything. yeah. And then Rotten Tomatoes. Any guesses? Uh, I'm going to go with 36. Way high. 16. Ooh, really? <laughs> yeah. The critics were not kind. I mean, the villain is just is so horribly one-dimensional. He's really but... one-dimensional in that ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no believable person would be like, I'm going to take my multi-million dollar business and put it on hold right. just to go get after these karate kids. Like Exactly. What, like, who's running his business? Yeah. yeah. Who's he, sitting in hot he, tubs he, talking he on bu- telephones? He buys a bunch of shitty cars. <laughs> yeah. so, and like, so he can create this character of right. like, just this like humble guy that is like coming to apologize right. for. Just for to priests. play psychological games. Yeah. With this guy. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And then there's that scene where he's like teaching, he's teaching Daniel how to like break the the boards, and yeah. he put Mike's face on it and stuff. And then he steps out of the room, and you just see him laughing like behind <laughs> this barrier or something. And you're like, yeah. this guy is insane. Yeah, like they could have done a lot better yeah. with this. And we'll get we'll get to how to fix this stuff later. But yeah, all right, number four, number four, the next Karate Kid. Next Karate Kid came out five years later, 1994. Did not get the original director back. Nope. This is directed by Christopher Kane. Any ever hear of him? No. No. The only things I could find that I've heard of that he's done were Young Guns, which okay. I enjoyed. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Gone Fishing. 
Don't know that which is. I've never seen. That was uh, Danny Glover and Joe Pesci as like two old guys that go fishing. That's all I know about that movie. I know nothing about this. And <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's one of those in the vein of like grumpy old men type yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. You know? I can see that. Yeah. Here's here's the best part. Budget, $12 million. Okay. So lower than yeah, probably yeah. all but the first one. What do you think it grossed? Eight. Yeah, 8.9. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that it had to be low. Like, obviously, but you were indicating it was low. But yeah. It was, yeah. Oh, God. The next Okay, the next Karate kid. kid. So, IMDb says, Mr. Miyagi is back and he takes a new pupil under his wing. A troubled adolescent girl. This, this, this is Hilary Swank's first movie. Yeah. And wasn't she living in a car before this? Oh, I don't know. Was she? Yeah, she was. I think so. Huh. Her and her mother were like li- like in Los Angeles. They moved to Los Angeles, I think, for her to be an actor. They were like from, she's from like a really poor family uh-huh. and she wanted to be an actress and had some chops and stuff. And so I think that her and her mother were living out of a car in LA and when she got cast for this movie. Okay. So no flashbacks. No. I, I, I was a little upset that they didn't reference the previous three movies enough. Yeah. And, and, and really you only get a couple offhand Daniel comments. Yeah. Like, come on. It's like Daniel's Daniel means Daniel should have called at some point (laughs) in the movie and like, Oh, how are you? And like, and like checked in with like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Miyagi finds out what he's doing. So the audience at least at least know what Daniel's doing now in his life. Sure. Daniel's a huge part of his life, and right. he's just gone now. It's yeah. like, what is he up to? Because then, at that point, what ninety four in the the character, he would have been like twenty two, twenty three, or something, something like that. So yeah, post college like, age, you know. He so what be, is he doing? He's like, done. yeah, yeah, good point. But uh, you know, Daniel uh, uh, Ralph Macchio didn't want to come back because yeah. it's like it's fair enough. He aged. Oh, aged I, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's, at that point, he was probably like is like mid thirties. Yeah, so. yeah. So clearly, no point in him coming back. Um, yeah, what? But so I guess they were like, let's separate this. Let's do a new thing. Yeah. We're not going to be in Southern California at all. We're going to be on the East Coast, whatever. Which I did not get. I for some reason thought that that he was bringing her back to Los uh, to, to LA. All right, so let me let me describe how I believe the story goes. So we start off at a uh, military service honoring World War II vets, specifically yeah. these Japanese, what, 442nd or whatever yeah, the, and it was. And the it was, regiment was that Miyagi specially yeah. served in. That was one of the most highly decorated. Of, yeah. I, I've actually, I've met in a, I've met a Medal of Honor recipient who was part of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's interesting because the, the person giving the speech and at the service here, was actually played by Senator Daniel Daniel Inuya, yeah, who of Hawaii, who was part of this, who was part of it regiment. Yeah, I that. Um, so uh, Miyagi uh, gets awarded something, or he's he. I think he's just there he's, representing. He's there the to entire, represent, yeah. and he gets to do something special, and then he goes home, or he goes back to visit with the wife of one of his uh, comrades yeah. who had fallen. Um, Obviously, that guy was white. Yes. So it was. So it was just. He, he probably because the, the four forty second. That it was all. I it was think all it was all Asian. Asian yeah. So it was. But uh, they were probably. I think they were commanded by a white white guy. Okay. I'm guessing. And so my my so he was that guy my take on the story is that the the white guy who was the commander was the commander the, was Miyagi's friend and. Because of whatever he saved Miyagi's life or something, yeah. he agreed to teach him karate. He ended up teaching his son, who taught his daughter, yeah. who ends up being Hillary Swank. Yeah, and who just ends up being Hillary. Uh, Swank. Yeah, 
Because you do. <laughs> yeah. So so Miyagi is is visiting with the wife of this uh, comrade who is the grandmother of of the yeah, Hillary yeah. Swank character, and she's having trouble because. The her the Hillary Swank's mom and dad died in a car accident. Yeah, and she's trying to raise her, and it's not going well. And Did you get the impression that that Miyagi's like English regressed? Got worse in this movie. Yeah. I, I feel like it, I, I didn't feel like get got, that impression, but maybe I, I it did. did. Like I feel like it got worse. Okay, like, I feel like his English got way more simple. Lay, like, laid it on a little more thick. Yeah, with, yeah. with like where he's talking about like the like oh like she's like she's offering him like more mashed potatoes or something. He's, oh, Miyagi only eat rice. Like, but I, I feel like <laughs> he always talked like that. Yeah, but I, I I got the impression when I was watching it where I was like, I was like, he's so much harder to understand now. It's like his <laughs> accent's like way more thick. Yeah. Like, and like he's speaking in like much more simpler terms. Like, I don't know, maybe. So we're at this house of the widow of uh, uh, Miyagi's comrade in New England somewhere. Boston. I think it's Boston. Yeah. And uh, the the granddaughter is a handful. Miyagi has a solution. He says, why don't you go away, live at my house in California for a summer. I'll stay here and take care of your daughter. See, I didn't understand what he was saying. I thought he was saying like, oh, she can water the flowers at my place in Los Angeles. It would be good for her to like. Ah. So I, I was like, then, then there's the whole like driving to the airport. They don't really show uh, who, who, who gets, gets on out. the airplane. They don't really show an airplane scene or anything, obviously. And then I guess I, then I was a little confused when they were driving back and she uh-huh. was like, oh, my birthday's in like a couple of weeks. And she left and didn't reference it or something. OK, so you thought, like, they, well, you thought Miyagi and Hillary Swank had gone to California. Yeah. yeah. OK. Yeah. That's when I all of a sudden when they showed up to this house. See, it's like I guess I should have paid more attention to notice that like they never showed the exterior of the house. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so I was just like, eh, Miyagi's living in like Beverly Hills or something. It's like in this huge, like colonial right. style, like house. Like, yeah, no, clearly houses like that don't exist out here. No, of course they don't. <laughs> well, I mean, they, you can find some in like probably like the richer areas of LA. Like, yeah, but and, they, they would be, they would be styled differently. Yeah, they would be. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we established that Miyagi and Hillary Swank, what's her name? Julie, they're, yeah, they're Julie. staying in Boston. Well, she's going to school, so uh, she apparently has found a hawk that had broken its wing. See, I should have noticed that. I should have noticed the, the hawk obviously didn't come from. Didn't come with him. Yeah. Now I just realize I'm an idiot, and I didn't realize she didn't enroll in a, some high school. She in didn't Southern find California. some other hawk, and, and yeah, I think in my mind, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I might have been like, maybe that she found a place at the new school for a hawk. I don't know. <laughs> It wasn't carry on. It was yeah, fine. Exactly, yeah. So she, she, she's trying to nurse this hawk back to health. She realizes or she thinks that people will take it away from her if they find her. So she's hidden it on the top of the school and she breaks into school every night to go feed it. What, what, what's this like a lot like this like high tech alarm system that this school okay. has like. So let's start. Let's just start talking about this school because. Yeah. Yes, school has some high tech alarm system that she doesn't know about, even though it probably would have gone off every night she went to she was feed the hot. Feed the hot, yeah. But the school is run by Michael Ironside. Yeah, basically he he's running this team of elite. They call him the Alpha something. 
alpha yeah, the, the, class the analogy was like 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 a, like a, an elite football team, but instead it's yeah. like it's like they're security team. Or, they're yeah. security, right? Yeah. So they they all wear these black shirts. Ooh, black shirts. Where have we seen that before? Um, and they uh, they are like the hall monitors. And they, they all look 30. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially the, the nice guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I, that was my question is like, are they students? That's what I thought. At first. I, I thought at first I was like, I was like, oh, maybe they're just like the campus security. Oh, right. They hired like, campus security. Yeah. But no, they're actually students. Yeah. But they never go to class. Yeah. And they're just there to beat people up. Yeah. And pick on Hillary Swank. And so that's the that's the Cobra Kai of this thing is this really like made up thing that no school would ever do. Like, where did this come from? Who? I don't I don't get it. And then the guy leading that, yeah. Uh, yeah, Michael Ironside, yeah. who I love in so many things. Yeah, yeah. He's over-the-top ridiculous in this, eh, even more so than Crease. Oh, wait, like, wait. Like, are you kidding Tons me? more, yeah. even more so than Silver. He's, he's willing to, like, kill people. Yeah. It's like... For little high school yeah. action. I don't understand. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so strange. So, she, oh, Julie gets threatened by one of his goons... Morning, Julie. No, no, no. Those are bad for your ears. Go to hell, Ned. Now I could take you down to the principal's office and get you into a little trouble. Or I could pick you up tomorrow night and take you down to the docks. You've been to the docks, haven't you, Julie? Pretty girl like you. Dream on. Hey! Most girls in this school invite me. Now you're lucky to get an invitation. You know it's gonna happen. Let go of me. Ooh, you start hanging out with me and my friends, and you can have any damn thing that you want. Let go of me! What's going on, Ned? Colonel Dugan, sir. I caught this young lady smoking cigarettes. What are you talking about? I wasn't smoking. Her name is Julie Pierce. Sir. To the office. Let's go. Curb your dog! And oh no! All. That guy flat out threatens to rape her. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. it's yeah. so weird. Like it was pretty aggressive for yeah. what I'm assuming was probably like a PG movie in like 1994. Yeah, it's it, it it's pretty crazy. And one of the other of that squad is a nice guy, and he's only joined the squad because he wants to go to the Air Force Academy or yeah, something. Yeah. And apparently, Michael Ironside can get him in. <laughs> or only he things. can get you in. Yeah, only yeah. he can. So she starts a relationship with him. Miyagi's trying to take care of her. Miyagi's taking, never taken care of a girl before. Yeah. There's a scene where he busts into her room while she's changing and, you know, he's all embarrassed about it. Yeah. You know, he talks about, like you were saying earlier, oh, last time I live with somebody, it was a boy. Boys are a lot easier. Yeah, he, I, he was just like, I go into his room. Yeah. He comes into my room. <laughs> and that's to me. In all the other movies, eh, maybe not the third one as much. In the first two movies, you get the sense that this this friendship between Daniel and Miyagi is a two way street. Daniel is helping Miyagi as yeah. much as in this one. She's not really. Helping she's him not helping him at yeah, all. No. She's maybe he's just doing it, learning how to of, take care of a girl. Yeah, he's but, just doing it because of his friends. Yeah, it's his friend's granddaughter, right? And she is a pistol. Oh, my God. She's way worse than Daniel. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like as much as I thought Daniel was overacting in some scenes and being a dick in other scenes, I was like, okay, 
Maybe that's just she's like an, an outright troublemaker. She is. Daniel's a, just a tr like. Yeah. I don't even say he's a troubled kid. No. He's just a hothead. He's a hothead. He's, he's right. a hothead. She's an outright troublemaker. Mm -hmm. Like she's gonna. She looks to stir up shit. Yeah. Like on purpose. Right. Daniel just like feels bad that he can't help sometimes, but do the wrong thing. She wants to do the wrong thing. Right. 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 So this is going to be a longer road. To she goes on that long thing. So like the the the, the love interest early on before it's a, he's a love interest. He discovers that she's like hiding this hawk, and she's like she she's like, "What well, are you going to tell anybody about this?" And he's like, "Maybe." And then she she rattles off a list of like the horrible things she would do to him. Right. Like you want a car? I'll put get I'll put sugar in the gas tank. Yeah. She's like, "I'll do this. I'll 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 break in and steal this from you." I'll yeah. like, yeah. It's all, it's kind of like he's a better influence on her than Miyagi is. Yeah, yeah, he's honestly. just like taking it. He's like, whatever. Yeah. So eventually Julie runs out of the house and this car comes speeding down the street yeah. and she jumps up onto the hood of it instead of getting hit. And Miyagi's impressed with that. Yeah. He asks her what, how she learned how to do that. She says her dad taught her some karate and he's like, Oh yeah, I taught your granddad karate and he taught your dad and he taught you blah, blah, blah. So Dude, if I was Miyagi, my family created karate. I'd be throwing that around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He kind of does. Like, oh, did you uh, you uh, know some karate? Did I ever tell you that all my family started karate? I, I did that. That was me. Yeah. That was all me. Uh, and then we get this probably the most out of left field sequence in all of the movies is the babysitting scene. Oh, yeah. It's so weird. Miyagi, because she wants him she wants to drive money. her to the mall. Yeah. She wants money to go to the mall. We never see a mall in this movie. She talks about a mall. Yeah. We never see a mall. And he's like, yeah, you don't She's need to borrow money. She's a teenage girl in 1994. She needs of course she needs to go to the mall. Oh, yeah. He's like, you don't need to borrow money from me. I got you a job babysitting the kids across the street, yeah. which are, of course, a terror of three little boys. Yeah. And so now we have this scene of her learning how to deal with them by fighting back with Nerf guns. Yeah. Okay. None of this comes into play. <laughs> no, of course not. And it's just a completely useless scene in the movie. Then Julie goes back to feed the hawk again, and she gets caught by the goons. Yeah. And there's a big chase and fight and she's running for her life. She, I guess she pulls like a fire alarm or something. And when the cops and the fire people show up, she's like, Oh, I'm so glad you're here. But then Michael Ironside steps out of the cop car. Yeah. Cause he's friends with all the cops. So she gets suspended for two weeks. Uh, Miyagi takes her off to a monastery because there's conveniently a monastery in Massachusetts. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Of course. Like, it makes no sense. And it's, I don't know. It might have been hinted at, or maybe I just made this up, but I feel like this monastery was full of people who had been trained by Miyagi at some point. Or? They obviously have a lot of respect for him, and they call him Sensei. sensei. They call him Sensei, right? Yeah, Sensei Miyagi. Yeah. Like, yeah. So either he trained them, or they had spent a lot of time together, yeah, or yeah. something like that. But so now we have this sort of other side of the fish out of water, right? So yeah. it's. Miyagi and the monks and they're laughing, having a good time. Yeah. And, and like, she ends up killing a cockroach, which upsets them. And they're, they're, peaceful she doesn't even way. kill him. She tries to, she tries to. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then they all get set up that because all life is precious and sacred and you can't kill anything. Within and then the she gets a little, little sore by the fact that they're all ignoring her because yeah. Yeah. So, so what does she do? She captures a praying mantis and brings it to him. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, oh, great. I'll put it in the tree. And uh, you're we're best friends. We're all good now. Like, yeah. Don't touch praying mantises. Yeah. That's what I was always taught. They're yeah. protected species. Don't touch them. <laughs> Serious. Uh, so 
She she there's a whole bonding thing. She te- yeah. she she discovers that they're cool and they like to dance to music. Yeah, and yeah. She's trying to do her kata to music, and they come in and find her, and, and they just dance and have a good dancing. time. And, and so the, they throw a birthday party, right. the birthday party that her mom was going to miss that right. she was upset about. They uh, the the thing that Miyagi's been training her to do is there's a jump from the big rock to the small rock while doing a. From from a Japan jump to Okinawa. Japan to Okinawa. <laughs> now the thing that kept bothering me about this scene is that the sand all around it is like a it's like a Zen garden. Yeah. So it's all raked. She's just perfect. And she's through. just ruining it every time Footprints she goes through. Footprints everywhere. Like, and- the, no, the real <laughs> lesson here is fix the sand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or don't. Or I thought when he said, "Oh, go jump from Japan to Okinawa to do a jump kick," and she runs across the thing. I thought his next words were going to be, "Now fix the sand." Yeah. Right. Rake the sand. That's your lesson is rake the sand. No, it's ruin the sand and do the jump kick and try to. Yeah. Like that Which that first the very first jump she does is this like lackluster jump that that falls short by like two feet. Yeah. And and show it like you can obviously see she put no effort into it. And you're like, you could have made that like if you <laughs> actually tried, like even as a non-trained person, you could have made that. Yeah, and then when she finally does it, the the trick. So in any of these movies, and I, I always I kind of go back to uh, Days of Thunder sometimes as the, the worst example of this. It's like somebody who's trying and trying and trying, and then they just try something a little different, and they get to do it. Yeah, right? yeah. So in this one, she's trying to do the jump. She can't ever do the jump. Finally, Miyagi's like, uh, I forget what he says, but she get, he gets her to like kneel down or something. And like yeah, from yeah. that position, then you can really – it's like, no, from a kneeling position, yeah. you can't jump at yeah. all. <laughs> Much less further than you could from a standing position. It's, it's like the um, the Dark Knight Returns when when Bruce Wayne's trying to make that jump to from one rock to another to get out of the pit, uh-huh. and they're like, they're like the secret is you just have to accept that like like if like you have to know that if you do it wrong you're gonna die, <laughs> and that you just need to put all energy into yeah, it, yeah. And hold nothing back, like and not be afraid. It's like. <laughs> Really, like that's that's, that's secret, what's stopping right? him. Like, and the thing in in uh, Days of Thunder, which is a terrible movie, Tom Cruise's character, his trick the entire movie is that he passes people on the outside. Yeah, and they're like in the big race at the end. It's like, ooh, I'm gonna pass somebody on the inside. Yeah, yeah. they'll never think of that. I'm like, yeah. no, that's what everyone else does because <laughs> yeah. it's shorter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, cool. dumbest thing ever. Cool. So finally, <laughs> she she makes the jump and. All the monks love her, and they do the birthday, and Miyagi catches an arrow in midair. It, what was that about? That whole th- he's like, I thought, I thought that whole thing was like her trial. No, I thought that was her birthday present. Was that he's gonna catch an arrow? Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday! Happy birthday, <laughs> Julie! I, I didn't die. <laughs> I thought he was telling her to like catch an arrow. Like weird. I don't know. So she and Miyagi go back to school, and now she's transformed. And I get yeah. this, right? She spent two weeks at a monastery. Yeah, yeah. She's cleared her head. She's better about everything. The hawk is still alive because her 35-year-old boyfriend was taking care of it. Yeah. But then... The, the, the dance, like, I just oh, want to mention yeah. one thing about the dance, which is that <clears throat> Miyagi goes... She goes to this call, like, uh, this dance, and Miyagi goes and buys her a dress because she doesn't have a dress. And he buys, like, he buys a dress, like, of... Like the dress is so ridiculous for what Miyagi would buy. <laughs> yeah. It's very revealing and it's like very sexual and like, I don't know. It was like a, a mid thigh dress with right. like, 
with like, low cut top, low cut and, top, and yeah, like, definitely not a that's a dress what Miyagi's dad would buying buy, for yeah. her. Like yeah, yeah. So she and uh, No Neck go to the prom. Yeah, and uh, of course they're going to run into trouble, and so they're in this prom. Everyone's dancing, having a good time. And I guess Michael... He's just bungee down. I don't understand down. why... No idea what the bungee is for. And the one for. dude gets hurt. Right. So three guys, three of Michael Ironside's elite troop forces, bungee from the ceiling of the gym down... Like they're just hanging up there. To, like to, hanging out, for like no waiting, waiting till the, the party's kicking. And right. they're just like, we're going to bungee down. Like There was no point to it. I don't yeah. know what they were expecting to do. And one of them hits like a gazebo and hurts his shoulder. Yeah. And then problems... Yeah. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I really don't understand. Like, right. In the second movie, like I said, the the story was about Miyagi and Sato, and then that ended, and then they had to tack on a fight scene. Yeah. In the third movie, fine, the story ends up at the tournament. In this one, the story is her becoming a good person, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and learning to – because – you know, as Miyagi says, karate is like in everyday life and her movement, and she yeah. kind of learns that being at the monastery. Great. <clears throat> And she goes to the prom and everything's cool, but we've still got to have a fight scene. Yeah. So now the the bad guys like <clears throat> threaten, uh, what's his name? No neck with yeah. whatever. Eric. Eric. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you got to go meet us at the dock because. Yeah. Yeah. Reasons. They break his car. Oh, they, they, yeah. they roll up. They burst out his window. And oh, yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's dropping her off at home and yeah. they, they, they come out with a baseball bat and break his windows. And yeah, like, and oh, like, he, he's like, docks. I got to finish this. Dude. Like, yeah. I got to make sure this never happens again. Stupid. So he, he goes to meet him in the docks. They torch his car. Oh, I know. It's so insane. Like, <laughs> are you? I just remember, like, in the. What is it? The third movie, like, d- like Mike, the bad guy, the bad kid, or whatever, like mentions like that Miyagi called the pol- or not Miyagi, Daniel called the police on him. Right. It's like, well, what is he not doing in jail? He's like, he basically threatened these people. Yeah. It's like same thing here. It's like you're gonna blow up a fucking car. Yeah. It's like and expect to get away with this. Like, and I guess that's. Established early on because he's Michael Ironside's friends with the police. He's got it. I don't know. It's just like it's so over the top, and so he wants to fight. I think he could go to a different police station and be like, "This dude blew up my car. He's crazy. He beat me up. He's (laughs) crazy." And they'd be like, "Okay, we should do something. Get out of town." Yeah. So so they're on the docks, and uh, I guess Michael Ironside's goons are beating up on what's his name, Eddie, Andy. I don't remember his name. Oh, Eric? The- Eric. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And uh, then Miyagi and, and uh, Julie show up. Yeah. To save the day. And I kind of, I'm now I'm fuzzy on what happened. Because <laughs> uh, I don't care. Uh, the, 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 Eric gets beat up and then all of a sudden Julie offers to fight. Let me fight him. No. You want to fight me? Julie, not fighting. Please. Colonel, she wants to fight me. Mr. Miyagi, if I'm ever going to respect myself, I have to do this. No, no. Mr. Miyagi, please tell her she's going to get hurt. Eric. No. Julie's all right. Now is time. Just remember, true strength comes from inside. You're going to do this? You put her away. Do you understand me? And right. so they fight, and she ends up 
kicking the crap out of him and then and then he asks Ironsides like tells another one of the guys you go fight her and he's like I'm not gonna fight her like she just beat up this dude and then he asks another guy you go yeah. fight her well you're all cowards and then and then like he get, like he Ironside to, like offers to go fight her and then Miyagi steps in and and like yeah like, no I'll like I'm gonna end this and he ends up beating up that guy yeah like the, right the whole thing just peters out and there's no point to the whole yeah the I mean anyway it was an attempt. It was an attempt to extend the Miyagi storyline, sure. and and it it didn't work. No. It's there's there's nothing there's nothing about there's no friendship to the story. There's no like emotional bond between them. like there's a they little try, bit. They try to make try. it, yeah. but it's it does it doesn't have the same impact. No. There's no there's no Miyagi crying scene. That there's makes, no Miyagi crying scene. We don't get. It. Any more into Miyagi's character other than that he knows some monks. Yeah. The only th- scenes worth watching in this movie have Miyagi in them. Yeah. Right? He's the yeah, only yeah. thing that makes this w- movie. Otherwise, there's like a generic 80s yeah. like comedy slash like love interest. I don't know. Like, but just like there's nobody likable in it. Yeah. Hilary Swank's not likable. No. The bad guys aren't likable. Maybe her boyfriend is okay, but he's kind of bland. Yeah. Yeah. So. The monks are actually the monks are kind the of fun. the monks are kind of cool actually Especially yeah. when, when they come to visit and they go bowling. Oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah. pretty fun. That <laughs> scene is so like <laughs> I I I didn't think it was I didn't hate that scene, yeah. but I was like, there's no point to this scene. No, like, there's no point. It's just like it's like yeah. a it's like a scene out of Bill and Ted's where you've got some, oh yeah yeah with the, know, the Napoleon Genghis goes Khan bowling Napoleon the, yeah. going, right. It's like the whole thing. And and I don't know if you noticed when uh, one of them one of the monks is bowling and it goes in the gutter and then, and then it, pops it pops out back again. out. Yeah, you can clearly see there's the little thing in the gutter pushing it out of the. <laughs> That's hilarious. I wonder how many times they had to shoot that before it would like pop out right and then end up hitting the. Like, because it's one shot. Yeah. 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 It is one so, shot. But there's, there's a mechanism in the gutter to push it out. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, even then, it's like, yeah. it's, it's, they got to shoot it a bunch of times for, before it knocks over all the oh, pins. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that's true. Like, you know. Well, they probably had little strings on all the pins to pull them over. <laughs> yeah. Unless you end up getting lucky, like in, uh, was it Aliens? Whereas the, the Sigourney Weaver does the, the backhanded throw into the basketball hoop. Oh. And really? she made it, yeah, like in a single shot. Wow! And and they, if you watch that cut, uh, they have to cut away from Ron Perlman super fast because he broke character immediately when it happened. He was just like, "Oh my god, I can't <laughs> believe you did that!" So it's like she throws, she turns uh-huh. around with the basketball and just like throws it behind her, uh-huh. and then it lands, and then it, like the second it lands, it cuts to like a different angle because like Ron Perlman was just like, "Oh my god!" Wow, like, that's funny. Yeah. Wait, that's Ron Perlman. That's three or four, right? What? The Aliens. The second one. No. It's, he, it's Alien Aliens. I know, but it, Ron Perlman wasn't in Aliens. Are we sure about that? Yeah. He was in three. Then who? Then I don't remember any basketball scene in Aliens. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it is. It is the third one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. That's not a bad one to do next. Yeah. Never, never complain about watching Aliens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so that's the end of the movie, and uh, Miyagi, I guess Miyagi beats up Ironsides, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, who's going to pay for uh, Nonak's car? I don't know. So the fight choreographers gave Hilary Swank a pink belt for her mastery of the most flashy techniques, but none of the basics. That's funny. <laughs> that must have felt good. Yeah. Uh, I gave this movie a two. Yeah. 
Yeah. I could go three. Yeah? I could go three. All right. Yeah. The monks. The monks did it for me. Sure. Like. I, I gave one point for the monks, one point for Miyagi. Okay. <laughs> I, I give I give the monks all three points. All right. <laughs> IMDb. Yeah, it, it had me hugging the monks. I, I, yeah. it gave me a three. Yeah, sure. IMDb gives it a four point three. Any guesses on Rotten Tomatoes? Twelve percent. Seven. Oh my, it's even worse. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I. Oh man. Yeah. Like I think I think a movie's bad when it's in the thirties. Right. Like yeah, and it's single digit. Mm. My God. Single digits, which means yeah, only seven percent of critics gave it an so so barely it, it, yeah. More than average review. Yeah. Even if it was just 100 people that reviewed it, you're looking yeah. at like seven people. Seven were like, people, oh, that's a good movie. Man. Well, seven people gave it better than that. Better, better than, better better than, than negative. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, there's some redeemable things in there. It really, it really like you know, the, the Miyagi and the monks tied it together and made it yeah. a watchable performance. I guess. Yeah. But it, it definitely had a different feel than the first three. Yeah. Oh, I wonder. Uh, now, you mentioned that, 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 Here's an interesting thing. You mentioned that the the director of the first three did Rocky Five. Yeah, this felt like the Rocky Five of the movies to me because in Rocky Five, Rocky never goes into the ring. He street fights. Oh, this this was not this was not a like the one and three had a tournament and two had some sort of like you know standoff kind of thing, but this was like a, a street brawl between. Like, it was a street brawl. Yeah. As like, was two. Yeah. But I want to say that there was there was some other fighting that happens. This, like, sh- there's, ne- there's never any, like, fights until the end. Like, right. Like, she, like she the, does some, Eric gets beat up in the beginning. He gets beat up. And uh, then she gets kind of beat up. She does some sort but of then, evasive But then there's no fight stuff. until the end. Right. Right. There's no, like, one-on-one fight fight until yeah. the end. Yeah. Here's the thing about the look of this stuff. So the first two were even even Miyagi doesn't get into a fight until the end of this nah, one. Yeah, he gets into a fight like all the time in all the other ones. Like eh, once or twice a movie. Yeah, yeah. Cinematographer for this one, Laszlo Kovacs. Who's that? He did um, Easy Rider. Oh, really? <laughs> Five Easy Pieces. Are you kidding me? Uh, let's see. He was he was uh, interested in doing this movie for those whole train yard scenes. Yeah. Right. That was a good that, scene that when he gritty, was walking on the that train. Train yard scene. Yeah. <laughs> she like she's, oh. she she's going out of town, so she has to stop to go see. Oh yeah, she's got to say she's gonna miss him. Like, well, she's got to stop to tell him to take care of the take hawk. Take care of the hawk. But, but he's like, oh, are you gonna miss me? And she's got like, oh, okay, fine. So Laszlo Kovacs shot Ghostbusters. Okay. Uh, My best friend's wedding, Free Willy two. I mean, I've heard Laszlo Kovacs' name as a cinematographer, so okay, he's somebody. Sweet. All right. I'm on board. Karate Kid Remake 2010, directed by Harold Zwart. Okay. Who's that? <laughs> he did, you're going to love this, Agent Cody Banks. Oh, God. Now, this is this is a uh, a <clears throat> collaboration with a Chinese-like yeah. film agency. I noticed or, that when I was watching it, because yeah. all the credits are in That's the Chinese new thing now, especially and, uh, Alibaba is getting into like, oh, filmmaking, yeah. and they're just like... They're cranking out movies too. I feel like China, China now wants to break into the U.S. market, which is or yeah. has been for the last probably like ten yeah. years. But and I thought it was interesting that the producers of this movie went and like partnered with Chinese yeah. filmmakers or whatever, and maybe they had to to shoot in China. I, I'm wondering if if 
I wonder. I want. I want to know how that played out to where, like, did China be like, we want our own version of Karate Kid. Well, let's just make Karate Kid like remake. It's yeah. or whether they were like, you know, the American producers were like, well, let's let's make a remake, but let's let's set it in China instead, and then sought out like Chinese. Yeah. I wonder how that went. Yeah, I would say the second one. I would probably put money on the second one. Maybe, yeah, but who knows. Um, so he did, uh, agent Cody banks one night at McCool's okay. and I just included this because I love this, the, the name of this movie, long flat balls, one and two. What is that? I have no, <laughs> I have no idea no what idea that is. Either. <laughs> what is that from? Let's get, let's, let's, let's look at the, let's see what that is. Uh, long flat balls. Oh, he was a co-director of the first oh. one. Six regular guys have their home and life in... Friedrichstad. No, no, six regular guys leave their home and life in Friedrichstad in order to go to the World Cup in Germany to cheer on Norway. So where is he from? Good question. Harold Zwart was born in the Netherlands. Uh, okay. That's yeah. say, yeah, so uh, the budget for this movie, way more than any of the others, $40 million. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, you got Jackie Chan in there. Jackie Chan's probably going to be like at least $5 million himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Clearly. A gross... Any any guesses on the gross? 110. 176. Okay. Way more than any of the others. Yeah, yeah. So, not bad. Yeah. Well, how much what was that? What was that in China and what was that in This is US gross. US US gross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. It probably did a lot better in China. <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. Um so the IMDb synopsis, uh, work causes a single mother to move to China with her young son. In his new home, the boy embraces Kung Fu, taught to him by a master. Yeah. So same plot as the first Karate Kid. And, and that was the thing is, what, before I started watching the movie, I said to myself, like, okay, now is this, obviously, uh, Miyagi's not in it because it's in China. Right. And, it's, uh, and it's Kung Fu. But I said to myself, like, does it at least exist in the same world as Miyagi and okay. Daniel? Right. Like, but then just seeing how many parallels there were, I was like, no, it can't. No. Like, it would be too much of a coincidence if yeah. all these, like, the fly thing and the, you know. Right. All There's that. so many just scenes taken right from the exactly. first one. Yeah. And that kind of upset me. I was like, yeah. really? Okay, like the, this is not a continuation. This is an attempt at a remake, and I was like, and I, I don't like that. Like, I don't like this attempt to erase Miyagi's like you know legacy of or Pat Morita's like legacy of. So, how would you feel if you saw this movie and the previous ones had never existed? Probably a little bit better, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it would have made it even more weird that it was called the Karate Kid. Fair <laughs> enough. Sad. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm being honest, no, um, yeah, but it, say it was called something else. I, yeah, I probably would have liked it more be, uh, because I do like Jackie Chan. Yeah, but this is probably- I, I probably I, I probably would have raised it up by like in my final rating by about maybe a two points or something. Okay, if it wasn't an attempt at a remake. Interesting. Yeah, it, it definitely it was interesting to watch because since I did, just watched all the previous ones yeah. right right away it's like you can see all the parallels you can see yeah, every yeah. scene that they stole from it and it, it's hard not to compare them yeah and what I did notice was that the scenes like the drunken scene yeah so in the first karate kid 
as we discussed, uh, Miyagi gets drunk because his wife and son or his wife died in childbirth and he gets drunk on the anniversary of that. Mm-hmm. In this one, uh, Jackie Chan's wife and son died in a car accident while he was driving. Yeah. And while I believe the the way that they did it, whereas he rebuilds the car for a year and then smashes it on the anniversary, the anniversary yeah. that's kind of powerful. It's kind it of interesting. It is. But the scene didn't play as well because they just over-talked it. They over-talked it, and also the, there's too many shots of a very pensive Jackie Chan in the beginning. So it's like like you talked about, the parallels where um, Daniel goes to find Miyagi's character, who's the maintenance man of the apartment complex, to ask him to fix something, fix the water. Right. And, and Miyagi's like, he's just like disinterested and he's just trying to catch a fly and, and just not really paying attention. Then you cut to this remake and you've all of a sudden you got this very sad looking and he's just listening to this kid and he's like it's it's a different thing it's like you're you're revealing that it's a very sad character too early on rather than having like this character who you think is very very neat and polished and clean and then all of a sudden you're like oh no there is there's a deeper side to him there is like this sad side that's a good point i, I got yeah. i got that he was a sad character from the very beginning which yeah. which that that wasn't much of like a turn or reveal when all of a sudden he's crying about the car thing you kind of got that there was something weird about the car too early like when when because oh, yeah, uh, he says it's in his living room twice yeah he's like yeah. why is that car in your living room yeah. and like why are you always fixing it and like what's the deal with it? you got a driver's license yeah i got a driver's license well, then why don't we drive the car it's like there's just too yeah. much of a build-up to it there was wasn't there you know i hadn't even thought about that but yeah yeah there's there's a couple times and it's just that you just get this look like like Chan, Jackie Chan just gives this look where he's like oh something's very wrong with my life and I'm very sad and it's like okay well then that that's not very much of like oh wow like I didn't think this person had like a deep side to them right. it's he was this sort of mystical master person but no he's yeah. actually human and and fr- and yeah. frail yeah it's true so in this movie um the Daniel character is named Dre he's played by Jaden Smith his mom, uh, oh, what's her name? She's played remember. by Taraji Henson from Hidden Figures. Yes, yeah. Uh, she's. I, I like her. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they moved to China for her work, which we don't know what she does at all. Never. No. No. Re- <laughs> not even a reference to it. Nope. You at least got the like the the, the computers and the yeah. the uh, ref- restaurant from the first one. Yeah. But it's like yeah. And this time they're coming from Detroit, not from yeah. New York and New Jersey or whatever. Uh, Dre gets again. He meets a he meets a friend in the apartment complex. Yeah, it's like the whitest of white kids. Oh, I know. Ever white is white. So white, <laughs> <It was> ridiculous. <laughs> he looked like a like a Casper. He was yeah, a ghost, basically like, albino. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kept looking at him and be like, something's off yeah. about this kid. And like, so that's the other. There's the other difference is ages, right? So Ralph Macchio. That, yeah, Ralph Macchio supposed to be sixteen. Played, this kid's 12. He was 22, right? Dre yeah. is 12. And was probably 12 when he shot it. Yeah. He's just small, tiny. <laughs> See, I don't like that. It's, it's, that was the thing is, is in the 80s, coming of age stories were about seniors, juniors and seniors in high mm. school. Right. And now all of a sudden it's like, it's this 12 year old kid. It's like, I, I don't like, I have a very like, 
the the love interest doesn't have as much of an impact. No, because it's not it's, a love interest. It's just a friend. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. just like some girl he has a crush on right, or something. It's right. like it's there's a whole different dynamic to it, and and it just yeah. I sort of was like I'm not interested in this. Like I, nothing about this interests me. Interesting. It is interesting. I don't know if you noticed that. Will and Jada Pinkett Smith were producers on this movie. Well, I mean, they're going to be, yeah, of course. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, again, just like the first movie, there's a problem with the water. He's got to go find the maintenance man who happens to be Jackie Chan. In this movie, he's the character's name is Mr. Han. Yeah. Uh, which always takes me back to Enter the Dragon and Kentucky Fried Movie. <laughs> and I believe, I can't remember... I think in End of the Dragon, the bad guy's name was Mr. Han. I don't remember yet. And I believe in the spoof of that in Kentucky Fried Movie, his name was Mr. Klon. But oh, that's funny. That's another podcast. <laughs> He's also like Jackie Chan's character in this is kind of an ass at times. It's like. Yeah, the whole he's very condescending about the whole water thing. Like, turn it on. Thirty minutes. Wait. Like, like well, Miyagi yeah. comes in and is like, "Oh, your water's broken. I'm gonna fix it for you." Like, but at the, the same right. So th- that's the thing about this movie is that it's sometimes they basically mirror the first Karate yeah. Kid, and sometimes they subvert some of the yeah, scenes. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And so this this is one of the things. Like, hey, you're in another country. Plumbing works differently. Mm-hmm. You stupid American. Right, it doesn't work like that in America. It's yeah. like I don't know how it works. It works like this here, so just yeah. do this. Like yeah. Dre is at the play- playground. He sees yeah. this Chinese girl playing violin. He starts to have a conversation with her. He gets beat up by one of the bullies, who's basically looks like he's maybe a year older than him. Yeah, yeah, you know. But he's you know half a head, maybe a head taller than him, and he's clearly good at martial arts. Yeah. Um, also, here's the thing: this is the first time. I don't. It doesn't seem like Dre had ever taken martial arts before. No, and Daniel did have. Daniel some, did yeah. have some, and Julie had some. Yeah. So, but but again, Dre is learning it from television when that's Jackie true. Chan yeah, comes yeah. into the apartment. There's too much of a buildup of that whole jacket thing. The <sighs> mom was always yelling about the jacket, and she thought he was disrespectful when he left the jacket on the floor at Mister Han's house. Yeah. But she had no idea that that was the tool that they were using to treat. It's like. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I laugh when she was like, pick up your damn yeah. jacket. On the one hand, now you're a parent. Yeah. You, you know, kids never listen to you. Of course like, not. Yeah. And they, they do everything. And my girlfriend's daughter, you know, like, you got to tell kids again like, and again yeah, and again. A thousand times. Know? It's right. like, yeah. But yeah, the jacket thing was really overplayed. And, and, and yeah. let's talk about it. So the jacket thing is the wax on, wax off. Of it is. Movie, yeah. Right. So put it on, instead put it on, of. Take the jacket off. Put right. it on. Put it again. Okay. Yeah. And so he does the whole scene when he finally starts It's put the jacket on the post. Pick up your jacket. Oh. So basically, Mr. Hahn, what I'm trying to say is, I got a good foundation here. You know, like I said, I'm just, might not be as hard to teach me as other people, you know? Hand it up. All right, but now? Take it down. You just? Take it down. Put it on. Take it off. I already did Take all this. Take it off. You just tell me why I'm Take doing this? Take it off. Hand it up. Take it off. Put it on yourself. Take it off. Put it on the floor. Put it on the post. Take it off. I want to be there when the person who wrote that figures out what, like, obviously, like, that person who figured out had to know some sort of martial arts move and be like, what is this analogous to? Like, what sort of action is this like? Like, yeah. Oh, it's like taking it on and off a jacket and putting it on a hook. (laughs) I guess, but, nah. 
Yeah. Because you can't go the other way. You can't be like, let's take a jacket and turn it into a martial no. arts move. It's like, you got to go the other way, which is like, this is the move where we're trying to teach them. What's that like? Like, what's right. What's a good way to teach them? But here's them? the thing. Again, I've taken karate and taekwondo. They never said, here, pretend you're taking on off a jacket. Yeah. No, there's like, no, this is an outside block. This is an inside block. This yeah, is yeah. down block. This is an upper well, that's block. A very, that's a very like American <laughs> clinical thing of like, yeah. who knows how they teach the martial arts in China and it's Japan. It's like, they could very well be like, this is the action that it's like in life. Right. And this is, you know, what we're teaching you. Could be. Could be. Yeah. So again, uh, he gets beat up over and over again. He's hiding around school, and I don't think he doesn't do the sort of dumping the water on. No, the there's, guy. no there's no. I, that's the oh thing. no, that's, he does, he does because he sees them, and then he sees the bucket of like the the oh, waste oil. He does, yeah, and then yeah. He yeah. dumps the oil on them and runs away. Yeah, and they chase him through. And here's where it was kind of interesting because now here's like the first sort of action set piece. Yeah, and you're starting to see kung fu movie tropes. With yeah. them like jumping over walls yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And so it's like, okay, this is a kung fu movie. This is not a karate movie. No, of course. <laughs> so they come to beat him up and then uh, Jackie Chan saves him. Yeah. And again, just like the first movie, takes him back to his... I'm so surprised that China got on board with this movie when it's basically like the outright reason these kids don't like him is they're just flat out racist. Like... That's the thing. <laughs> exactly, right? In the first movie, it was Johnny and Daniel kind of fighting over the girl. Yeah. Right? This one, it's like clear this American dude is not worth our time and yeah. we need to beat him up. Yeah. Right? We, it was total racism. Oh, and it's, it's, it's even worse than that. That it's like, it's, at least to me, it was, it was sort of more like, oh, he's black American. Like, like that's even worse. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you think they make that distinction? I maybe not overtly, yeah. but I, but I feel, I don't know. That's, that was my feeling of it. It's, it, I, I, that was my feeling of it okay. for an American audience. Okay. I just felt like they were picking on him because he was not Chinese. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe being black would have been, was, is adding to it, but I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. possible. It's possible. Yeah. It, it could have went either way, but regardless, regardless, like, yeah. the, the, the pretext for like the entire thing is like, they're racist. Yeah. Like against, they're xenophobic against like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cause it wasn't like he, it wasn't like this kid was the ex-boyfriend of the girl or anything. But there's the whole weird things about like, can I touch your hair? And like, yeah. Yeah. They were, they were definitely drawing on race a little bit at times. True. Oh, that's like, true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And even like the mom, like the, the Chinese people were like playing with her hair and stuff. It's like, they're not going to do that with a white person. It's like, I don't remember the part with the mom. Remember, remember he goes, same, same thing as like Daniel going into the, the, the karate school and seeing like, yeah, the, when he goes he and the mom in go, and when he comes out, the mom's like hanging out with a bunch of kids, Chinese uh, kids, and they're like playing with her hair. I, I missed that part. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what made me be like, okay, yeah. may, maybe there's some sort of like race element involved okay. in here or something. Sure. But yeah, so but on the same token, so Jackie Chan comes out and saves him, uses his cupping magic to heal him, yeah. which is. But also jumping back, they they don't pick on this white kid like no, but the white kid doesn't. Yeah, you're right. They don't pick on the white kid. You're, they don't pick on the white kid. Right. Yeah. It's like the the same way they leave him alone. And, well, especially because well, maybe also because the white kid speaks Chinese. It's like fair enough. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Maybe maybe that has yeah. to do with, and it, that's but. also the way he wins over the girl's parents. He, yeah, he's, yeah, he like with the with the uh, Cyrano. Yeah, he's Cyrano the Bergerac. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> he's just hanging out in the bushes, yeah. like say this. He's not to doing her, it. I like, mean, he gave him the notes. He didn't have to be there. He was just there to listen to what he how he bet he butchered it. But, yeah, you yeah. Know, sure. So uh, again, like the first movie, uh, Jackie Chan doesn't want to train him, but he says yeah you should go talk to these guys and go to the school and tell them to you know leave you alone and he's like well uh so he ends up jackie chan ends up going with jaden smith to the kung fu dojo and saying hey you know leave him alone and and that guy the the the, the teacher there at that school yeah. He's an asshole, but he's not quite crease level asshole. No, no. In fact, he he has almost no bearing on the story whatsoever. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Not much of a personality. No, at all. Um, and so they do the same thing: challenge to the tournament, and leave us alone till the tournament. So uh, Dre starts training with Mister Han, and they do the as we discussed the jacket thing. Yeah, he makes him take on an office jacket and put on the post, take it off, put on the floor, blah, blah, blah. Over and over again, wax on, wax off, sand the floor, sand the floor until he freaks out and it's like, ah, oh, this sucks. I, can't, I don't want to do this anymore. And then he shows him what he was doing the yeah. whole time. Well, Mr. Han, I told you, I get it, okay? Be respectful. I got it. I put my jacket on a thousand times. I took it off a thousand times, okay? This is stupid. I'm done. They can beat me up if they want to. And you know why you only have one student? Because you don't know Kung Fu. Xiao Joy. What? Come here. Check it on. Ms. Han, I already... Check it on. Check it on. I don't have a jacket. Check it on. Be strong. Check it on. Firm. Check it off. Remember, always strong. Check it off. I will say that whatever you think of Jaden Smith, and I think he's kind of weird. Oh, he's he's super weird. Not a good actor. Not a good. And, not and a good actor. he's a very odd character. Like just his 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 delivery is like not even bad acting. It's just weird. Like. I, I felt he was okay for the role. Like I felt he was doing a pretty good job as a twelve-year-old actor, more so than I mean, a lot I'll, of other. I'll kid give you actors. that because every other twelve-year-old actor in that movie was bad. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like I felt, I felt for him. A I, I bit. can't really tell because the Chinese kids were speaking yeah, Chinese. Sure, but it's like yeah. the white kid was was not a good actor. It's like. However good or bad his acting is, his kung fu is so much better than Ralph Macchio's karate. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do worse, but I wouldn't be surprised if they made him like train for like. Yeah, I think they said he trained for three months for before this. Or yeah, something like that compared yeah. to like Macchio, they were just like, ah, just go in there and mirror this and do this. Yeah. Like during this time, he's seeing the girl. I can't remember her name either. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody's got her name. Movie. I don't know anybody's right. name in this movie. So they're, they're, they've got a budding friendship, maybe preteen romance blooming. Yeah. She's clearly a foot taller than him yeah, because yeah. girls bloom <laughs> and he's a small kid. He is anyway, a small kid. Yeah. Um, they have this thing going on, but at some point because of, Oh, so she's going to audition. She plays violin. She's going to audition to be to get into some fancy schmancy music school. And 
she com- and this is a weird scene because she comes to him one day. I guess they're at school, and she's like, "Oh yeah, my audition's tomorrow. I'm super yeah. nervous. Uh, I don't know what to do." And he's like, "Hey, let's just ditch school and go hang out and have fun today." Yeah, and she's like, "Okay, cool." So they they go out and they they explore the city and they have fun. And all of a sudden, she gets a call saying, "Your audition's in twenty minutes." Yeah, yeah. Like, it's and her dad's coming to pick her up, and right. it's like again, they, they, it's like again. They've partnered with a Chinese company and they throw in this like trope of like over like <laughs> overbearing yeah. Chinese parent. It's like <laughs> like like the Chinese company the like, like do whatever you want, whatever no, no, makes us look. They do that and it's like they're all like, yeah, that's how we do things. Like yeah. this is this is not even making us look bad. This is just what we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, the problem I had with that is she thought the audition was the next day. Yeah. Why is it Dre's fault that she's late to her audition? I don't know. Right. So the father she, she holds. Got a irked by it, yeah. yeah. The father, the parents are upset that she was hanging out with Dre because they skipped school, whatever. So then she's not allowed to see him anymore. Can't be friends with him. Okay, great. Continues training. And then I guess. All oh, right. So he watches her audition and then there's more training. And then uh, before the tournament comes up, he goes to her house and Jackie Chan had given him a script of what to say in chinese to apologize and then the father says okay well father says this through the daughter because she's translating it's like well my daughter says that she promised to be at your tournament and in my family we don't break promises so yeah she can go to your tournament now we go to the tournament yeah uh it's like it's got this weird like the the video screens with like the animations and everything. I was like, this is just over the top. Like you don't need this. It is a super high tech tournament. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I know that a lot of the big ones are like the ones that I, that I went to down here in like Silicon Valley and Santa yeah. Cruz area were super low tech. Like we didn't have any of that. They were done oh, in yeah. like a high school gym. And I, I reffed some of these things and you're just like watching this, like guessing at what was a good hit and what wasn't. Yeah. And, but the big tournaments have, well, they still have pads, but they yeah. also have like electronic scoring devices. So yeah. like you can tell when somebody hits somebody. Uh, okay. You don't have to judge it. It's like, yeah, the pad sends the hit. Yeah. This again, no pads. They're just kicking the shit out of each other. And yeah. these guys, they were beating it. Like even oh, worse, yeah. this, even the, worse the, than the, the original. The choreography on this one is like wow. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So, Again, same thing. Who knew who was going to fight who in a tournament? But again, Dre ends up fighting Asian Johnny in a tournament in in the final, and which is different from Asian Johnny. Other different <laughs> from other, other Asian Johnny. Chinese, well, you can call it Chinese Johnny, China, right? Japanese Chinese Johnny. In fact, that's what I written down here. Chinese Johnny. In fact, my note here is I don't even know Chinese Johnny's name. I don't. I, I didn't know anybody's name. Right. Didn't know the girl's name. Didn't yeah. know. Uh, there are allowed headshots in this one. They weren't yeah. allowed headshots in the first one. Uh, in my Taekwondo, now this is not karate or kung fu, but in Taekwondo tournaments, in the sparring, you're allowed to punch to the head, but not. Oh wait, no, you're allowed to kick to the head, but not punch to the head. Because if yeah. you can get a kick that high, more power to you. Well, because if you're getting a kick, it's usually the side of the head rather than punching someone straight right. in the face. Like right. you're yeah. less likely to lose a nose or yeah, teeth exactly. or something. Like, yeah, and now so. The first movie had You're the Best Around. Yeah. The second movie had um, that other song. Uh, I can't think of it right now. Anyway, good yeah, pop yeah, song. Yeah, the, yeah. Third movie had no good pop songs whatsoever. Yeah. This movie, Back in Black, Higher Ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like rocking and rolling during yeah, this tournament. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I love Jackie Chan. Yeah. 
but a lot of the um a lot of the scenes with him i'm just like this is this is not in the spirit of of karate kid this is this is honestly like a kung fu movie yeah 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 which is like a totally nothing wrong with that it's just like a totally different feel and look to it it is and it's kind of hard to reconcile because Mm -hmm. you're like on the one hand you're like well let's not think about this as a karate kid movie despite the title but except they keep bringing you back with all these references exactly yeah so either separated or don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with that. He doesn't have the gravitas of Pat Morita. Mm-hmm. He has his own. Like this, to this point, yeah. this is his best yeah. acting role. Like this yeah. showed that he can do drama. Yeah. And then, you know, I watched The Foreigner last night and it's like another good one where he's good at doing drama and action. But you're right. It's like, how much is it relying on Karate Kid memory yeah. versus breaking new ground and it's it's tough that's the thing and then we were talking about this earlier it's like if they if they cut out all the karate kid references i feel like i could give it a couple points higher yeah than what i'm gonna give it like i can see that so uh the i can say the the ring announcer in this looks like he just came out for the set of the hunger games he's got this crazy (laughs) suit with the short fat tie and it's just like (laughs) who is this guy and then at some point there was a shot of some of one of the i don't know the bad guy you know karate guy or kung fu guy and then behind them in the audience this dude totally looked like he just stepped off of the s like german s yeah yeah and the black i I also want to talk about like what, what what like what do you think has has more power to it the ancient chinese secret or ancient japanese secret of healing because because uh jackie chan uses these like flaming balls on cups okay that like so right. and, and and with with uh mr miyagi it was a, a clap hands together sort of like energy <laughs> yeah that's a good that's a good question so miyagi's thing right he clapped his hands together rubbed them together and then he'd put them on and it would heat up the joint or make it feel and better heal, or whatever. Yeah. That was uh, quasi-spiritual, quasi- It was more spiritual versus like- Now, and it's like you buy it. And I almost, for the first movie, I would almost buy it being a psychosomatic sort of- Yes. You believe this is going to work, so it'll work. Yeah. Kind of thing. Whereas this cupping thing, first of all, cupping is a real thing that people do. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it is yeah. bullshit. It doesn't do anything except just, you know, break your you've capillaries. Just, you've just upset so many people right now. They're, they're like, I don't need them as listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was a nice. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. Goodbye. Nice you. Goodbye. If you think <laughs> cupping is great, have fun. So, yeah, cupping is. To, but I think it, it sort of worked in this movie as one of these mystical Chinese yeah. deals. Okay, fine. And and plus he's got that green thing that he green liquid thing yeah, yeah. that he uses. I'll buy all that. Yeah. It's fine. What I didn't buy was that they go to the thing, they go to the tournament. Wasn't wasn't the green liquid thing uh, Miyagi? Was it? Oh, you're right. It wasn't. Was that was like yeah. the second. Yeah, yeah. Second time. You're right. I'm confusing him now. No, it was the third movie when he was when he was breaking yeah. all those things. It was things. the third yeah. one. Yeah. Anyway, so it was the cupping in this one. But he the cupping requires equipment yeah yeah we didn't that, he just, see, that he just had he just there. happens to have it there he's like in the middle he's of like, the tournament i need you to cut me yeah <laughs> i'm like it's it's similar okay again we're making the rocket analogies yeah. it's like similar to uh getting cut 
when when like the like the blood bags under his eyes and he's like cut me Mick, cut me and he's like all right and he like gets the razor knife out and cuts the blood but i feel like that's a standard thing you do in boxing no i know that but i'm just saying it's like it's this this sort of thing it's like oh yeah cut me cut me put me back together it's like (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. no it's the same idea except that in boxing you would have all that equipment there yeah of course in this tournament you would they walked in you saw there was nothing in their tent yeah like there's nothing so the fact that all he's got he's got all this cupping equipment there all of a sudden doesn't make any sense. Also, let's bring up the fact that uh, Jackie Chan's family in this uh, or Mr. Han's family did not invent kung fu versus <laughs> Pat Morita's character or uh, Mr. Miyagi's family invented karate. <clears throat> it's true, or at least brought it to Okinawa. Or brought it to, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's true. We don't know the provenance of Jackie Chan's. Yeah, it's just that he's. Oh, I learned it from my father. Yeah. Like, and this the stare into this it water that I stared with, at when I was a kid. Given given the history of kung fu movies yeah. and what we know about the history of kung fu in China, it would have been really hard for this character to say, "Yeah, my family." Yeah, oh, of course. You know. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, just given the, all the it oh, movies. I wasn't expecting it. I just, I'm just saying it's like <laughs> no, it's true. That is one. It's difference. like who, who's now? Let's ask this question: Mr. Han and Mr. Miyagi get in a fight. Ooh. Who's going to win? Like right now, given both of their well, Let, let's let's put okay at both of them at their best. Yeah, at their best. Yeah, both of them at their best. Uh well, given the well, I have two answers. Okay, one in reality. I would say Mr. Han would win because Jackie Chan is a way better fighter than than Pat Morita. Oh, well, no, I know that. <laughs> but in, in the in the mystique of the movies, given the reality of the movies, I think we have to say that Mr. Miyagi would win because he is he is flawless. Flawless. He yeah. just nobody can touch him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I buy that. But like if you watching both of them fight, clearly Jackie Chan is a better fighter than Pat Morita. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But the characters But but again again, drawing this back again to Star Wars, it's like you look at Mr. Han as sort of like a prequel era fight and and It's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Miyagi is, is an original trilogy. Obi Wan, yeah, fighting, it's like yeah. just shuffling around yeah. with simple kicks. Like. <laughs> now, I mean He's been around long enough. He knows how to do a lot with a little movement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, he's 70 years old. And even in The Foreigner that I watched last night, they were they, when they were like putting out a, a be on the lookout for this guy, Jackie Chan's character in that movie, which came out like last year or the year before, yeah, yeah, yeah. was only supposed to be 61. Okay. So he's he's old. He, he's like got to be in his like 68 or he's something. He's got to be older yeah. than that. Yeah. He's he's pretty old. He's yeah. How old was Pat Morito when he did the first that's a good question. How old is Jackie Chan? How old is Pat Morita in the first uh, Karate Kid? All right. So the Karate Kid came out in 84. In 84. And Pat Morita. I want to say he's probably born sometime in the 40s. No, <laughs> no, no. Probably, probably, no, I, I'm totally wrong on that. He's probably born in like the 20s. Split the difference. 1932. Okay. Which, of course, means he was too young to be in World War II. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so he isn't born in 32. Karate Kid came out in 84. That's 52 years. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. No. Yeah, 50. So he's 52. Really? He's only 52? God. He looks older than that. Yeah, he does. So he's 52 when Karate Jackie Kid Chan's older up. than that. Jackie Chan's 60-something. Or keep in mind, it was, what now, eight years ago. Right. So Jackie Chan was born in... Uh, bu- 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 he's probably 40s, 40-something, 40s. Uh, 54. Really? So it came out in 2010... 
So six, tw- yeah. fifty, fifty-six, yeah, fifty-six years. So he was actually older than Pat Morita. Uh, well, not by a whole lot. Not like, a couple years. Yeah, yeah. So comparable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I'm thinking of Jackie Chan now is the problem. And this this is almost like eight years ago this was made. Yeah. So back to the tournament, same sort of thing. Dre gets hurt because they sweep the leg or hit the knee or whatever. Jackie Chan gives him magical healing. He comes out and instead of doing the crane kick, he does this weird sort of back flippy. I know. Oh, with with, with some sort of unrealistic double hit. Yeah. It's like he hits him on the way back. And then while he's spinning around again, hits him again. It's like just laws of physics just go out the window at that point a little bit plus the laws of he's only been training for three months yeah nobody's doing that at three months of training no god no so but again just like three it's a tournament scene it's an exciting scene yeah it works to some extent yeah it worked to some extent for me that's the end of the uh that's the end of that movie what do you give it as a rating again i i i give it a four and if it was not a remake, I'd probably get a five or six. Okay. I feel like uh, the ties to the previous movie and the comparisons to the previous movie didn't sit as heavily on me as it did on you. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know. It's just, it, it, just from the very get-go, the karate kid, and they call it kung fu in the movie. It's like, and it's obviously kung yeah. fu. It's like, it just, I don't know. It's just, it. Every time I heard them talk about, like, I was just like, why is this called Karate Kid? I don't understand. Just make it something different. Make it something else. Yeah. So that didn't bother me as much. Yeah. Like, I'd gotten over it because I had seen it partially before. Yeah. And I feel like the cinematography was great. The direction was really good. The story was pretty good. It it relied heavily on the first movie, of course. But I feel like execution-wise, it really was well done so i give it a seven okay all right all right uh, i i realize there's a lot of flaws to it and i yeah. probably wouldn't watch it that much anymore like i wouldn't watch it again yeah uh where i should probably watch definitely the first one i'm gonna I'm, i'll probably watch in my lifetime i probably will watch the karate kid maybe 20 30 more times yeah I don't think I, 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 maybe if this is on TV, I might watch like 10 minutes of it or something. Yeah. The the fourth one or the uh, fifth one, the, the remake. remake yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, okay. IMDb gave it a 6.2. Okay. I, again, I had no, pro- I had yeah. no problem with that. Like yeah. this is, this is more of a personal beef against the, the thing rather sure. than like saying like. In isolation, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Okay. I'll agree to that. Yeah. 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 Rotten Tomatoes gave it 65%. Okay. So it's all all good middle of the road, decent movie. Like it was, I I agree. Like story-wise, there's some problems and there's a lot of drawing from the first movie and how much. If you cut out the stuff from the first movie, I'm fine. Right. Like it's, I I look at it as like a completely separate thing and I'd be like, okay. If you call this the Kung Fu Kid. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, I'm fine. I'm on board. It's like the fact that you put the fly thing in and like the. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'll even accept the whole car crying thing as yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. okay, that's that's fine. That's 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 something sure. that could happen in this movie. The fly thing is a direct parallel. So is like you know going back to the dojo and and the whole turn like like oh they agreed not to right. fight you until the tournament. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's right. too much. Oh, like, and then of course one. they they had that whole trip into the monastery that was yeah. from the third movie yeah. or the fourth movie. Yeah. That, uh, was fine. Yeah. You know. 
Cool. All right. So what... So we kind of agreed on a lot of it. We a little bit disagreed on the last one. Yeah. But clearly the first two movies were pretty good. Yeah. Three and four, pretty terrible. Yeah. The fifth one, we can figure it out. How would you fix this as... <laughs> Third one, I, I would just make the, the villain less comical. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a whole lot wrong with it other than just the ridiculousness of the villain. Yeah. Like, just way too over the top. Just dialed up to 11. Like... Right. I agree. I would also... I might... I would maybe keep the Mr. Silver character in there. Yeah. But I would also... If this is Kreese's revenge, let's have Kreese in the movie for most of the movie. Yeah. Right? I, I, yeah. Let's yeah. have him plotting revenge. Exactly. And maybe yeah. going to Silver for help. For help. Yeah. Exactly. Not yeah. just running off to Tahiti. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make... Yeah. That, that reeks to me of, like, some sort of weird, like... Oh, the actor only had four days that he could be on set. Yeah, and so yeah, we're just going to like, yeah. we're going to use him as a bridge to, to right. silver. Like, and I would also, I like the fact that they were in Vietnam together. Yeah. Let's play, let's do more of that. Have yeah. more of that uh, in there. More of the Vietnam, less of like this random Cobra Kai. Yeah. Like, and, and again, it's like they go back on the tournament. There's so many things going back to the tournament. You know, yeah. I like the fact that the first one was about a tournament. The second one was not about a tournament. This is about yeah. some family beef, right? And then now he's defending. Now we're back in a tournament. You know what? Let's do maybe let's I actually had an interesting idea. Let's say that Kreese wants to get revenge on Miyagi. Yeah. He goes to his friend Silver. Let's get revenge. Let's have... Kreese needs to train this this Mike kid. Or ha, train the Mike kid. Yeah. But instead of doing a tournament, let's just have him fucking attack Miyagi's house. Let's have a Home Alone style. Kreese, Silver, okay. and yeah, Mike yeah, yeah. attack Miyagi's compound. Yeah. And Miyagi and Daniel have to defend it. Okay. I'm fine with that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I'm fine with I that. And, 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 like I said, I, I would love to have more of like Kreese training this, this Mike kid. Yeah. Training his own kid. The problem is this Mike kid came in with too much experience and skills. I yeah. would love to have him find some raw kid that just had a beef with Daniel and be like, I'm going to train oh, that's this even kid better. Yeah. to like be able to right, beat him. Mike has like, no motivation other than money in this movie. Exactly. Right. I would love to have Mike be like, I hate this Daniel yeah. kid. Like, oh, well, then I'm going to train you to beat right. him. Like, right. because he beat my like. Invent some reason. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. But yeah, have a have a good beef with Daniel. That's a good idea. For the uh, the next Karate Kid, I do like, clearly Daniel uh, Macho's aged out of it. Yeah, fine. He doesn't have to be. In it. And I do like the idea of having a girl yeah, as yeah. the next Karate Kid. Great, I'm totally that's, fine with it. Yeah. The only the the main problem I think there's two main problems. One is she overacted her part. Like that was, yeah, it was yeah. overwritten about how terrible of a person she was. Exactly. Yeah. And then the whole Michael Ironsides thing, like, yeah, get rid of that again. Um, another over the top, like, over the top villain. villains. I mean, if you want to do it where she's at school, have just be bullies again, not some quasi military, yeah. you know, team. I think that would have been a lot better. Just, just even if it was just bullies that the 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 principal was like protecting. Mm-hmm. And and looking the other way while they were like sure. picking on her kind of thing. Maybe because she's from the poor side of town and it's, the bullies yeah, are something. from the rich yeah. side of town or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. Again, and I would have loved to have more like even if even if they fake a phone call from from Daniel. It's like sure. just just so the audience knows what he's doing and what's yeah. happened to him and 
and maybe that gives Miyagi some sort of idea to like how to connect with her. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe Miyagi's having a hard time connecting with her, and he talks to Daniel, and Daniel is like, "Well, this, this is how this is how teen girls operate. You got to do this. You got to do that. Yeah. You got to do this." Oh, okay. Well, thank you for helping me. Like that's beautiful. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Because again, it's, then again, it's it's Daniel helping Miyagi yeah. like with some sort of problem he has, which they, that's their relationship right. as they help one another. As for and again for the for the final movie, for the movie just don't call it the just don't kid. call it the karate kid just call it the kung fu kid and exactly. make it like just 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 know that hey we're tipping our hat it's yeah. it's we're making a movie in the spirit of Karate Kid right but we're not trying to remake it we're not trying to call it that we're not trying to steal ideas from that it's just the basic concept of a kid who's bullied mm-hmm. and then a mentor. Till like comes in to teach him how to defend himself and and how to like you know uh, be a, a, be, a be a better person be a better person yeah, about it yeah exactly all right uh, one last thing and this <laughs> this sort of thing seems to be becoming a regular piece on this show is that they're planning a TV series oh, I did not know that oh yes. why did you tell me that why did you tell me that <laughs> <laughs> they're planning a live action TV series. With Ralph Macchio and William Zabka. Okay, okay, I'm fine. Okay, I'm fine. No, 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 I'm fine. No, it's good because yeah. I, I, let's let's jump back for a second. I actually would have been fine if with a Karate Kid of of Daniel being a mentor Master. to somebody. Yeah, the mentor. Yeah, yeah. So in this one, uh, Ralph Macchio and William Zabka play their yeah. Daniel and Johnny. Johnny is now like running the Cobra Kai studio. Yeah, and he still holds a beef against Daniel. I see. I don't buy that. Yeah. It's like I, I buy that he got over it. He was. He was. He got at, over at it. In the, the, first at the movie. end of the second yeah. movie. At the beginning yeah. of the second movie, he was like, "I got second place. Yeah. I'm fine with that." And the guy was like, yeah. "Well, that's that's losing." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. The thing is, it's going to be on YouTube Red, so okay. no, nobody's going to see. It. Yeah, it is. So. Oh my god. All right. So, thank you all for joining us on this episode of Sequel Harder, and we'll see you on the next episode. Should we mention that we're constantly drinking Chardonnay every time we do? <laughs> I think it's implied. <laughs> just stop it. Take a pour, Brit. Every time we take a break, it's just a refill. Who podcast sober? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>